Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. That's right. I'm sitting in my hotel room in Portland. Um, this is a very special episode of the J Train Podcast because it's also serving as an announcement. This is coming out, let me look at the date. It's coming out on the 4th uh, of December. There are four Mondays in December. Every Monday in December, the J Train Podcast will be a repeat episode with me talking in the beginning of it, introducing that episode. They're all going to be favorites of mine. They're all going to be with guests that I love and episodes that I remember. It's going to be four episodes uh, every Monday in December. I'm going to have ads when I do the introduction. I have got three ads in front of me today. I hope you guys can support those sponsors. All of them are offering you free money. So if they can help you, use the code and we can help you with uh, getting some cash back, so to speak. Um, But this is all to say this is a big announcement because on Monday, January 1st, There will be a new episode of the J Train podcast, and it will be a studio show. It's going to have, we're going to do more topics and news stories. It's going to be more games. It's going to be segments. There's going to be segments like the Luxury Lounge. There's going to be a Luxury Lounge, but it won't be a whole episode of Luxury Lounge. There's going to be segments where we give advice, but it won't be a whole episode of advice. There's going to be... Stories told in the beginning. If you've been a Patreon member at all over the past few years, I do Coffee with J-Train. That's going to be the opening of the show. The opening is going to be a story. It's going to be me talking with a couple of my friends about something that went on that kind of annoyed me that we can all relate on that hopefully is relatable to you. We're going to, and I keep bringing up the word games because I want to make it fun. I want to make it a kind of the view for idiots. I want to play hypotheticals and fuck, marry, kill, and, you know, let's rank things. And I want it to be pure stupidity and fun and laughter. And this is something that's been on my mind a long time. I think um, that. You know, as far as a podcast is concerned, like I or as far as anything I've done, it's been about is this fun? Do I like doing it? And I love doing J Train. I love doing the Luxury Lounge, but I, I kept wanting to do something that was more of a show. And if anyone watches Part of the Interruption, that's a sports show. You can Google it. It has this. It has a very specific look. It has the subjects on the right side of the screen, and then a timer. And I kind of want to do that with pop culture and you know, stories of the week and things that have gone viral. And again, I just want it to be fun and funny. I was thinking of like, what do I love doing most? And the things that I really get excited about is like, you know, when I do the Bachelor live stream and I'm dressing up as an old woman to make fun of Gary Turner on The Golden Bachelor. That's when I'm like, wow, you're doing what you like to do as I'm sitting there in a old woman's costume. Yeah, that's stupid, but that's kind of what I want. And that doesn't mean that the depth of thought that goes into giving people advice is going to change. That doesn't mean that the anger and frustrations of the luxury lounge are going to change. It's just going to be a better format. Now, this goes into like, why am I doing this? One, um, I'm spread thin. <laughs> you know, this is this is also scheduling. You know, and spread thin is like, you know, when you're doing something 
that you're just getting done, you're not doing it as well as you know you could do it. And that's not to say I wasn't putting my all into the advice given or the show, but it was just kind of a set and set it and forget it model at this point. I got the emails. Shelby would put them together. I'd bring on the guests. It was getting to the point of uh, complacency. And I'm looking to grow. I want this show to grow. And and if if I'm going to be honest with you, let me count off the podcasts I do in a week. J Train, I do twice a week. That's two. You Up, I do twice a week. The Patreon, I do twice a week. Okay, now we're up to uh, six podcasts a week. Now The Bachelor. When The Bachelor is in season, we're at a seventh podcast. Now, that's a lot of me. You know, I could understand how someone would be like, I, I, I listen to The Bachelor, but I don't listen to You Up, and I J-Train sometimes every now and again. That would be like a huge fan. Now, a normal person, again, and I'm not trying to, <laughs> I, I said this on Patreon, where I was like, who would listen to me eight times a week? And then some people were like, I listen eight times. And thank you. I appreciate that. But my hope is to make one show, and, and this is like, you know, with my issues with my own confidence. To me, I'm like doing all these things because I'm like, well, what if no one listens to the one thing I concentrate on? And I have to get over that. I, 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 I'm getting over that because I my plan is to prep and be so well prepared for one episode a week that it's going to, you know, it's going to knock it out of the park. So... Here's the plan going forward. The plan is to tape, uh, to have a podcast come out on Mondays. The length, I, I can't really tell you right now. It's going to be anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour at this point. I'm not promising. I can promise you it won't be less than 45 minutes because I don't think anyone would sponsor a podcast less than 45 minutes. Now, could it go longer? Yeah. It depends on the vibe. It depends on how you know what we're going through that week. And then... The last half hour or the last 20 minutes is going to be put on Patreon. So this, the rest of this month, my Patreon will still have J-Train. It will still have the Luxury Lounge every week until we get to January 1st. And then January 1st, the J-Train will be every Monday. And then if you want the full episode, you can do Patreon for five bucks a month. So that'll get you two episodes a week. So if you're hooked on the the JCU, the J Train Cinematic Universe, and you're like, I you know, count on this podcast twice a week, it's gonna be five bucks a month. And I might lose some of you, I might gain some of you. That's just you know, the you know, all and you might be sitting there, which would be even, you know, more reasonable to say, I'll see what it is. And at that point I'll make a decision. And I would be I would totally understand that and encourage that. Because I think the product that I'm going to put out is going to be fantastic and wonderful and awesome. There's also going to be YouTube. YouTube is going to be more studio show. It's going to be more watchable. It's going to be something you're going to want to watch. I noticed whenever we played games on You Up or, you know, we brought out, like, you know, do something a little more visual, people go over to the YouTube. So this is going to be a very visual podcast that will also understand that some of you are just listeners, and that's okay. But... I'm really trying to like find, you know, some more fruitful waters on YouTube land with this change. So and, you know, the reason for the change is like the you know, the the nature of uh, so back back to the reason for the change is like 
the nature of my life. You know, it, it, when you're putting out seven podcasts a week, in addition to doing stand up, and and this is more you know organizationally, I would you know. I was starting to see someone and then that relationship ended and it was a lot, you know, of it came, I, I, you know, I came to the conclusion of like, I don't really have a house that's well kept enough to bring a relationship into. And part of that was with how kind of um, all over the place this podcast was getting and taping it here and there and doing the patreon here and there and bringing stuff on the road as i am now so this was a, a you know to make it more streamlined and more you know you know i'm going to tape one it's going to come out once a week and then the end will go on patreon and also when you do one thing you're going to do that one thing better or i'm planning on doing that one thing better and with more thought and with production meetings and treating it as if it's a legit once a week TV show. So that's kind of my promise for what's coming. As far as this month, we're going to do these best of episodes. I have sponsors. All the sponsors are going to give you free money. So if if they can help you, then I want you to use the promo code. Uh, the first one is a, the first sponsor. I mean, I'm just, this is the time of year for this. You got holiday parties. You have a lot going on this holiday season. It's important to save time wherever you can with Factor, America's number one ready to eat meal kit. Saving time in the kitchen is a total breeze. I love Factor. Factor delivers chef prepared, dietitian approved meals straight to your door. They're always fresh, never frozen. Just hit them up, and in two minutes, dinner is served. Choose from over 35 weekly meal options, including awesome breakfast options like apple cinnamon pancakes. Bacon, cheddar, egg bites with so many apple cinnamon pancakes and bacon and cheddar egg bites. Wow, that's a meal. With so many options, there's something everyone in the family will love. I have done Factor. Here's what I love about Factor, especially this time of year. You're trying to like do the holiday parties and meet people for drinks. And it's like the easy time of year to kind of like lose track of going to the grocery store. And going to the grocery store just immediately means you're going to be healthier than you would be if you went, you know, out for dinner or did something on the way to wherever you're going. Factor is uh, a great option because it gives you that grocery store healthy vibe while also keeping, you know, you know, your time is 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 helped. So two minutes, dinner served. And when you're trying to be healthy, what do you what do you want? You 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 know you you want variety and you want the right portions. Factors the right portion, and it's going to give you a bunch of different options: vegan, vegetarian, keto, calorie smart, protein plus meal options. No matter what your goals are, Factor can help you get there. So, and I I've when I've been good good like with my eating. Factor's been a part of that because I would before I went to shows, I'd get it you know pop it in heat it, eat it, then I was ready to go. It wasn't this like indecision time. Head to factormeals.com slash JTrain50, use code JTrain50, and you get 50% off. That's code JTrain50 at factormeals.com slash JTrain50 to get 50% off. Again, this is an intro to a best of episode. Now, I chose this episode because it was really the first time I started thinking I, I I have more more fun doing the show with friends than people I had just met 
Um, and and I wanted to do more shows with friends. This is and and this episode is a luxury lounge episode. It's called Appetizer Quantities and Fourteen Person Booths, and it's with Anthony Devito, who you should all go, go follow immediately. Anthony is one of my close friends. And he's just one of the funniest people alive. And he is going to be one of the co-hosts on the first episode of the new J Train podcast starting on January 1st. Now, I remember we taped this. And and also, there's an ad in the episode. So uh, uh, this preview, there's an ad in the episode. Okay? And in the ad is a joke that Anthony makes, and it's the dumbest joke ever, but you have to listen to the ad so that you get how many times we reference this stupid joke. So that's my preamble to the episode. There's also like, a, re- you know, as far as like the new J train is concerned, like what, I, I was thinking, I was like, what email from this episode would I choose as the email that we would do on a show that is more variety show because the new J train is going to be, you know, the open is going to be more storytelling, something that happened from the week, you know, chit chatting with friends about something that really annoyed us or that are topical, something that's going on in the news, more pop culture. And we're not going to get into serious stuff. This is all going to be fun. That's the goal, fun and laughs. So, and, and games and all those things. So I was thinking, I was like, what would be the email if we did a, you know, luxury lounge segment. And the there's an email at the end about being at a 14-person booth that, like, that's that's the email. That's the one I would do because that one is just such a fun conversation. Who would – if you got to – first of all, being invited to a 14-person event, you're not looking forward to it. There's no way. And then you get there and you see it's a 14-person booth and you're like – what if I have to take a shit? What if I have to leave here? What? If, and then we talk in the episode. I went and listened to the whole thing. Um, and we talk about the Comedy Cellar and how there are booths at the Comedy Cellar where the whole group has to get out and they're all waiting while the person has to get back in. And you've, you know, it, it's like being on a flight and you got to wake up someone sleeping next to you to go to the bathroom. And, you don't want to do it. You you feel bad doing it. And and listen, on the way here to Oregon, I was on the flight and I had to wake up at 6 a.m. It's a long day of flying. And I like finally like shut my eyes for two seconds and then tap, 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 tap. And I'm like, and I look at them. I'm like, what else are they supposed to do? You know, I, and the, so the 14 person booth one to me would be like what I would choose for a show. And again, because I'm moving to this once a week, you know, um, model with the end being cut off for patreon um you have to choose your emails wisely and again that's coming i have a whole inbox of emails to go from but i'm gonna ask you guys to send thoughtful emails to be a part of this show again this is it's gonna change but still gonna have that user driven element so I want you guys to enjoy this episode. It's going to be it, – it's so funny. Anthony's so hilarious. He he references – another thing that happens in this episode is um, <laughs> it was taped before I taped the now Netflix special. And we talk about it, and it was fun for me to kind of listen to. I'm, like, promoting this New York City show that's happening in December 2022 – 
and talking about like the hope of we I literally say in the episode I hope it ends up on Netflix and I hope this happens I hope that happens so that was kind of fun to listen to Anthony also references his special which you should all go watch it's on YouTube and it's fantastic he also talks about doing his one man show which is also fantastic and how he went to Edinburgh which Edinburgh is like you know you go there with your sad tale and you have to tell it and there are awards given it's something I would never want to do. I would never want to do it. it. It it just sounds like hell on earth to me. Um but he had just gotten back from it and um that's uh th- that's the preview for this episode, really. I'm trying to think of what else I in you know this is again, this episode shows you kind of the vibe that I'm looking for for the new J Train podcast starting on January 1st. I want this vibe of all fun and laughs and stupidity and to get into, you know, topics like I'll give you an example. I, I, and lately I've been thinking a lot of like how I would plan a show. I, every Monday I go, what's the show this week, Jared? What would you do hypothetically to kind of prepare myself to prepare a new type of podcast that's coming January 1st? And, and I remember there was one week, the, the week that Matthew Perry passed and I thought I thought it was um you know the Matthew Perry story is very sad and also he's that guy where every now and again someone would go oh he's so underrated and then when he passed that became kind of a, to- a topic of conversation where people were going man he is underrated and you heard that a lot and then people started bringing up his clips and you saw how funny he was and then there were these you know, interview shows that he would go on and he's telling stories. I would encourage all of you to go look up Matthew Perry talking about meeting M. Night Shyamalan. It's a fantastic story that he tells so well. He's funny. He's not exactly, in a lot of these interviews, he doesn't come off as very likable. He he seems like if you described him, he would be someone's like, you know, it, it, it be, someone would go, well, I like him. It, it felt like that. But then, you know, the, if you like him, you love him, it kind of felt like. And then when you saw all the kind of eulogies that were being written by friends, uh, not not just friends, the show, but like people that he knew in Hollywood, it had that vibe of like how much they loved him because they really knew him. And I do think sometimes people who have a little bit of, you know, edge to them, you know, you know, on the outside, they do have some of the closest friends because they don't let everyone in. So I was thinking of that, and I was like, I remember that when he passed, I was like, would you do this on the show? And it's like, yeah, I would talk about it in this exact way with friends. And I actually brought, not and this gets confusing, not friends to the show, with colleagues and comedians. I, and I actually went to the comedy cellar that night that I was thinking about it, and I was like, what do you guys think of Matthew Perry? And we all started talking, and we're having a very, just a really fun conversation about how great he was and how good of an actor and how, you know, I think he was in Fool's Rush In, and he was really good in that. He was also in a movie with Bruce Willis. Um, Yeah, Fool's Rush In, he's in that, and he was like a leading man for a minute. And then he was in this, like, Matthew Perry, Bruce Willis. What was that movie? Um, it was like an action movie, and it was really good. The whole nine yards. That made tons of dough. 6.7 out of 10. I thought that was a funny, fun movie. 
They made a they made a second one. Get out of here. Six point seven out of ten. It's a it's a funny movie, and you remember that. And that was like, oh, is Matthew Perry going to be thinking? And I think he struggled, you know, obviously with addiction and drugs and alcohol. I, not, I'm not sure about drugs, but alcohol. He, you know, if you go look up that M Night Shyamalan movie, you're like, oh yeah, this guy had some things. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, what would? You know, and and I'm sitting at the cellar, and I was talking with like John Laster and Nathan McIntosh and Val, who's one of the managers of the cellar. And we were like, okay, who's your top five NBC Thursday night characters? Just characters, like Chandler Bing, Kramer, um, you know, Kelsey Grammer, you know, Frazier, uh, Niles. You know, we were going over all the characters. And I was like, this is the conversation. This is the opening. This is the open of the show. I kept thinking that in my mind. And these are all people I would want at the opening. Uh, these are all people I would want to talk about it with. Nathan McIntosh, been on the show a million times. Jonathan Laster, so fucking funny. He's been on the show. It's been a while, but he's he's been on the show. He's great. You know, I, I and, and then I was thinking, okay, well, what's the game? Let's put our, everyone put up their top five list like it's the BCS, you know, rankings. And I was like, that's fun. That's visual, that's a podcast, that's both, it goes both ways, good for YouTube, good for podcasts, and it's a fun fodder, that that isn't going to go an hour, that's going to go seven minutes, ding, just like, pardon the interruption, so that's my, these are dreams I'm telling you about. Let me tell you about another thing, we got sponsors, okay, listen, there are sponsors, I'm doing this preamble to the best of episodes, I gotta, I'm going to tell a story about going to Madison Square Garden in a second, then we'll get into the episode. You've got lots of things to sweat about this holiday season. Sweat as much as you need and still smell like a Christmas cookie with Lumi. I have Lumi. It's great. It, it smells edible. That's what I'll say to you. It is an edible smell. Lumi's whole body deodorant keeps you smelling great for up to 72 hours. I agree. I use it. It's good. It's safe to use on your pits, your privates, your thighs, your feet, literally everywhere. Woo, everywhere, anywhere. It says anywhere, but everywhere, that works too. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid, which stops odor before it even starts. It's aluminum-free, baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH balanced. Here's the thing. When you get into the, you know, the the blank-free, blank-free, blank-free game, you worry, does it work? It works. I use it. Lumi's great. I love the I love the cream. I never thought of that as a deodorant cream, but it's good for your feet. It feels good. It smells good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off Lumi's starter pack with our exclusive code and link. And for a limited time, returning customers can get $5 off their next purchase of $30 or more too. We got money up the yin-yang. Is that a saying? Is it up the yin yang? Up the yin yang. Or less commonly, out, out the yin yang. U.S. slang in a very large amounts. Okay, yeah. So listen, use code JTRAIN5 at lumideodorant.com. That's code JTRAIN5 at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot Calm. Thank you, Lumi, for making this holiday season smell a whole lot better. I, I'm a huge Lumi fan. I've got one more sponsor, but I want to get into a story before we get into the Luxury Lounge episode with Anthony DeVito from 
October 27th, 2022. Wow, that fe- that so much has happened. Since taped the special, went to Europe, got the special sold, it came out. What a year. Oh my god, I'm getting I'm getting emotional. And we're changing the J Train podcast. That's right. And if you're not a Patreon subscriber, but you've enjoyed J Train, the Luxury Lounge, twice a week, you gotta subscribe. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. It will start January first, but right now you can kind of get a taste of what I do already. I do coffee with J Train and Luxury Lounge on Patreon. Those will all be a part of the new J Train Studio Show. Okay, so earlier this week, so I'm in. I'll, I'll just a few things. Um, I saw a woman. I just went for breakfast. So I'm in Portland, Oregon. The shows have been fucking awesome. I love comedians love doing shows in Portland, Oregon, and it's talked about a lot. One because the club is really good here. It's a helium. Helium is a chain that's all around the country. But what they do really well is make a chain comedy club feel like it's a homegrown thing. I think most of the wait staff at the club are also comics. The people care about it. They want the shows to go well. The club room is actually kind of built in a way to make it feel like the laughs are louder. That sounds ridiculous. But if you've done any form of talking on stage, the room and the shape of it and the look of it matters. When they seat people, they make sure, you know, Thursday, Friday, both sold out. Second show Friday was like half full. They didn't just let people sit wherever. They go, hey, you're going to be huddled towards the front. And then, and then it makes it a better show. Sure, there's one person that's go, well, I want to sit in the back. Well, you can't, sir. And then they go, well, you're, I'll leave. Fine, you leave because the show is going to be better. I, that's, I love a club. That's just like, hey, this is how we do it. If you don't want this, because they know that a better show, will, the, the the hundred people who got the better show is, is, is worth keeping and making want to come back than the one person who goes, well, I want to sit over on the left side of the room because that's my good side. So comedians love it here. I would also want to give credit to the people of Portland who go to comedy shows. What you have to know about Portland, if you ever bring up Portland, Oregon, it is a political launching point for people. And that's fucking annoying. I can't imagine anything more annoying in the entire world that every time you're like, oh, I'm from Portland, Oregon, someone's like, oh, the homeless, oh, it's a wild, it's a war zone. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. The the assumptions that go with Portland, if you go to my TikTok, I put up a couple videos the comments, anything Portland, the comments get crazy, so viciously political. And it would annoy me. And, and listen, there are issues here. The homeless thing is an issue. And and it's not just, I would say, you know, we have homeless in New York, and that's, you know, it's an issue all over the country. Don't get me wrong. Everywhere I go has homeless issues. Here, though, it seems like it's a drug issue. It feels like, you know, some of the... I have empathy for anyone going through that, that, you know, and you don't want anyone to have to live outside. It's crazy. But here, what you see is a lot of people who you can tell are just on drugs and they're addicted and it's a totally different issue. And 
the young people that you see on drugs that are out in the street, they kind of remind you. I don't know if, if this is a painting a, a, a if this is painting a, a, a picture or not, but they kind of remind you of the the kid in your high school who was smart but acted out and had a little more rock and roll to them than you ever did. And you'd laugh sometimes, but a lot of times you you knew they were just like taking up time from class. And finally when they would stop it, the teacher would be like, uh, like it would be, you could tell they exhausted the teacher. I think every high school had that group where like they were going to like try to make their point more than they, and they were smart enough to know how to, make a point i'm i'm rambling now but i i i think if you know what i mean you know what i mean and, and that's kind of what a lot of the the homeless here have the look of of like someone that you're like yeah you're young you're 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 able-bodied and uh you, you seem to be harping on something else instead of just letting shit go i don't know because you see it from like i was at stumptown coffee which is like a local chain here and now is a national thing and these two people came in and they were, you know, you could tell they're just not doing well. And you could see, you know, the the people working at Stumptown were like teachers dealing with these annoying kids. And these are adults. So, like, you when you see it here, you know, and then you, you have someone go, oh, Portland, whoa, they got a lot of issues there. And they don't even want to come here. You go, fuck off. I don't need to, like, get into your political background just because you heard the word portland that gives you an opportunity to like tell us what because honestly there's no easy answer if there was an answer then it would be done and you know i think they decriminalize a lot of the drugs and that's to me that seems like a mistake um just from seeing the streets here um so i went to this really nice bistro type place i think it was called mother's the woman next to me ordered a cup of chino. I, I turned and she was with someone. If I, I, I got to assume these two people didn't know each other very well. If someone was next to, if I was out for breakfast or something, they're like, I'll have a cup of chino. I'd be like, cappuccino. Is it cappuccino? And then I was like, is it cappuccino or cappuccino? <laughs> Let me look this up. Cap. I thought cappuccino, but pronunciation because when i heard cappuccino i'm i'm playing this on google cappuccino and google's never wrong about anything how to say cappuccino let's go to the i don't know it just i i was like man i looked at them both and i was like if you don't correct that person you're not friends right that's like that to me saying cappuccino is like not telling someone there's something in their teeth, right? So let me do one more story, and then I got another ad, uh, and then we'll go to the show. Oh, this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're making your shopping list this holiday season, remember it's about time you give a gift to yourself. Whether that's taking a nap, treating yourself to your favorite coffee, or getting started with therapy, giving yourself some love this season is important. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is the best. It's entirely online. Just take a quick quiz to get matched with a licensed therapist who you can talk to whenever or wherever is convenient for you. Chat through video call on the phone or even by message. BetterHelp is designed to fit your lifestyle. That is why I love it because getting to anywhere is tough. 
especially when you got your own schedule holiday season. It's just the time of year that you let, you know, your well-being go by the wayside and if something like BetterHelp where you can kind of fit it in on the way to something else, you can do it on your commute. Are you kidding? Can you imagine the idea of like 1985 someone on their commute being able to do their therapy before going into work? What a great asset. What a great tool. And also, if you've never done therapy, this is like a great toe in the water. If you need to switch therapists for any reason, you can easily swap anytime for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash JTrain today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash JTrain. The last thing I'll go to, um, we've run, no, we got some time to do this. Um, I went to, I sat courtside at the Knicks game, and I was on the celebrity camera, and listen, this was the pleasure of a lifetime. I, I love, I've grown up watching sports. I, wa- I listen to sports podcasts. I, I, I kind of don't consider myself a... I don't know. I just love the chatter of sports. I've I've loved sports. I don't know. I I'm not like I don't know if anyone would think it. I'm a, I, How would I describe myself as a sports fan? I I like I like the talk of sports. I love I I think I listen to people talk about sports more than I watch games. Uh, so that's kind of weird, but I I love going to a game. Especially here's the thing. The Knicks Madison Square Garden, it's like no other stadium on earth to me because, or I don't know, I've never lived in another city, but I just have this like, when you go to a game, there's this thought of like, you gotta drive out, you gotta find parking, you gotta you gotta get out before traffic. When you're at MSG and you live in Manhattan, it is, you're in the middle of it all. And there's a comedian who's also, I think, a paparazzi. His name's Adam Glenn. Great guy. I've known him for years and I see him around. And he was like, he's, and we were talking one night and he was like, why don't you ever go to these games? And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, you could go sit courtside at the Knicks. I know all the people in the marketing department that hook up quote unquote celebrities or people with followings to get into the game. He's like, you got enough. You should go. And he's, and I'm like, I would love to. He goes, I'll set it up. I can set it up. And he's like, I'll come with you. I was like, great. So he then texts me, hey, man, want to go on Tuesday night after Thanksgiving? And I was like, I would love to. And so he's like, just meet me at Madison Square Garden at 31st and 8th. There's a side door, and we'll go in together. So I meet him by the door. And, you know, Adam is used to being there working. Like, he's there at that door to take pictures of celebrities that come out of that door. And it was funny because he's like there with me. He brought, he hooked it up for me, but I was bringing him because he's like, yo, he's like, this is great. Usually I'm here working. And I'm like, this is awesome. So we go into the side door and they, they have like the TSA security thing. Like they make you take your stuff out of your pockets. This is how you know they treat you as if you're a celebrity from minute one. I walk in there. There's a person with a list. I said, I'm Jared Freed. They're like, Mr. Freed, we're so excited you're here. We love the special. They're blowing smoke up your ass from minute 
fucking won. So I go, thank you. And then they go, uh, do you have your guest? And I'm like, right here. And they go, oh, we know Adam. They know him. And then they go, okay, Adam, go through security. Jared, you can come this way. They made him go through security. They let me walk immediately to the elevator. <laughs> it's crazy. And then they put you in an elevator with someone. Everyone gets a person that leads them through the whole place. So the person goes in the elevator with Adam and I once he gets done putting on his shoes and belt after going through TSA. And then we get in the elevator. They bring us up, and there's this room, and it's beautiful, mahogany. It looks like a golf, a beautiful golf club um, grill room. If you're familiar with golf clubs at all, it's like the 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 less dressy room that you could eat dinner in. And this woman greets us and she's like, Jared, we're so excited to have you. Oh my God, we think you're so funny. You know, like, <laughs> they don't, I, you know, in my mind, they're making all this stuff up. And she goes, anything you want to eat or drink or there's a tea bar, there's an alcohol bar, tea and coffee bar, alcohol bar, and then there's the buffet. Someone comes over and seats us at a seat. They seat you. In the room that I saw, Tracy Morgan, Justin Tuck, who used to play for the Giants, Victor Cruz, who played for the Giants, um, Michael Bloomberg, the former mayor of New York, was there, um, Kelly Ben Simone the, uh, from the Housewives, and she was with her daughter. And like, it's funny because Adam, and with what he does, he deals with celebrities. He knows all these people. He's taking pictures of all of them. So we sit down. We go to the buffet. They have sushi. They have a charcuterie. Didn't look that great. They had shrimp, this honey shrimp that were huge. I, I don't think I've ever seen shrimp that big. Lamb chops, a little dry. They had a fried rice, which you know I'm going to get into. It was pretty good. They had a uh, string beans, and then there was a Brussels sprout. And and I think there might have been a salmon of some sort, but maybe not. Then there's a dessert bar, but it's not, you know, it's not a buffet that you're like, whoa, the size of it. It's just well done. We get the food. We go to sit down and a woman comes up to us and she's like, Jared, again, huge fan. Love the special. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She's like, would you want to go on the big screen on the Jumbotron? I'm like, yes thank you that, oh my god yeah she's like we picked out a clip and I'm like is it a good clip and she goes well I liked it I'm like oh god I'm like what was it she goes it's funny it's funny I'm like I'm, so I'm already nervous and she goes we picked out a clip from the Netflix special and uh, then we're gonna put the camera on you and all you gotta do is wave and I'm like sounds great she's like it's gonna be the second half third quarter second time out so okay so then we get done eating and it's like game time. So someone comes over and again, a person comes over, grabs us by the hand, brings us to the to the floor seats. You get to the floor seats and all you want to do is look like you've been there before, but you can't do it. You can't. I've done floor seats before. I went with Michael Che and it was one of the best times ever. He actually talked about it on Fallon when he was on the couch with him and pulled up a picture of him and I sitting courtside uh, way back when. So... I, I, you can't contain yourself. You're like, I, you can't stop smiling. It's the coolest thing in the world. 
you do the move where you look back at everyone sitting and you, you kind of want to see who's behind you and then you want to take a picture on the court and it's a little embarrassing, but you're like, I got to get the fucking picture. And then the game starts. Now, I'm betting on the game. I'm a DraftKings user. I, I put money on the game. I'm like, let's have some fun. I'm going to go Knicks, 11 and a half favorites. Let's do it. It was also, they do this in-season tournament. So, like, that's happening. And at one point, I go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom, and so you have to, like, leave, and you can't come back. You know, you got to get uh, you got to get out when the gameplay stops, and then you got to come back. They also have weight service at your your seats. So I go uh, to the bathroom, and I'm in there, and this guy is like, Jared Freed. I'm washing my hands after I'm done peeing, and this guy goes, Jared Freed. And I look over, and he goes, do you know me? If you, to me, if you say someone's name and you go, do you know me? To me, you are an asshole. You're an asshole. Just, you know I might not if you're asking that question. And it's like, you're an asshole for doing it. I don't need to play this, this is your life game. I don't want to play, you know, connect the dots. I don't, I don't. I'm at a game. And and also, I put myself out there, okay? I'm not saying I am known by, you know, I, I am sitting in the celebrity row, but I... I I don't think of myself in that way. I I hope I don't come off that way. I don't. I really don't. But I am also putting things out there. So the person who's an accountant that puts nothing on social media, yeah, I don't know if, you know, you have to know. There's a difference here. And I go, I'm sorry. He goes, I'm blank blanks. I'm so-and-so's brother. Now, I'm not giving the name away, but he uses the name of his sister, but then uses her ma- her married name. So now it's like, are you fucking with me? And her married name she uses, and the only reason I knew who it was is because she married someone from my high school. And they were like high school sweethearts. So I'm like, and so I'm going, and, and again, this is all surprising me so I'm like oh you said this name but I think her name is that was this and you're this person's brother that's your sister I didn't even remember she had a brother and I'm like hey and I fake it I fake it I go hey well it's good to see you man Uh, I hope she's doing well tell the whole family I say hello he's like and then we're walking out of the bathroom together he's like oh and yeah I saw you and I didn't even know you were a comedian you got like a Netflix thing and I'm like yeah he's like you're pretty funny and I'm like Thanks, man. Well, good to see you. And it's like, I I don't need to know anything else about this guy. He's an asshole. You're a douche. That that interaction, I don't need any more for the rest of my life. I'm done. We're done. Over. OVA. Over. I will and now that's the only way I remember the whole family. That now, now, now the sisters, you know, if I ever saw the sister, I'd be like, did you? I, I I would tell her that story. I go, is this what is this what he does? What's wrong with him? I I told it to like seventeen people from high school. I was like, what do you guys? Isn't this crazy? Did you even know she had a brother? I'm not even positive if I'm talking about the right person. So I'm walking back. I have this horrible interaction with this guy, and I'm now trying to get back to my seat. 
as I'm walking back, I got a beer in my hand. This guy looks at me and goes, Jared Freed. And I go, <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go again. And he goes, you were my camp counselor. And I go, holy shit. And I go, yeah, I was. And I see him. And I know his name. And this is a more, I, I would say I know him better than I know the other guy. And we have a, he and he goes, I go, he goes, uh, I go, who are you here with? And he goes, I'm here with my wife. And I'm like, that's great. And he, he goes, who? He goes, he goes, so did some rich asshole bring you to this game? And I go, yeah, I guess so. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and little does he know I'm going to be in the Jumbotron in about, you know, a half hour. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that's what happened. I just didn't say anything. And this kid, I think, has some dough because he used a line that was so funny to me. The woman who holds you off from going to your courtside seats. They you know, they don't just let you walk on the court while they're inbound, you know, while they're dribbling by. So they you have to wait for a stoppage of play and then they go, Okay, you can go now. So we're waiting. The woman looks at us and is like, Where are you guys sitting? And the kid who I was his camp counselor, and I think they got some dough. I think he sat in these seats before because he goes, She goes, Where are you guys sitting? And she and he looks back at her and goes, Feet on the wood. And <laughs> I started laughing. Feet on the wood. I will never forget my entire lifetime. I will live a life. Feet on the wood is how I'm going to describe courtside seats forever. Go back to our seats. And uh, during halftime, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I don't have to do something. But I want to. Again, they're going to show a clip. I'm a, they're going to have comedian under my name. You better be fucking funny, dude. So Adam and I go to the back room during halftime. Um, I had, had one beer while I was on the court. And it was like a big tall boy. And then we go back to the uh, to the room that had you know all the celebs and the buffet. And I get another beer. And I got like a light beer. And I'm like, okay, when they announce my name, when they when they do me on camera, I'll chug my, the rest of my beer. I'll do a beer chug. And I text my brother and his fiance. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a beer chug. My brother writes back. He's like, I'm not sure that's your brand. I'm like, what are you talking My brand? Having fun at a Knicks game? That's my fucking brand, dude. So <laughs> I I get annoyed with my brother. And I get the next beer and I pour out half of it. And the plan is to have a couple sips so that when it's two, when it's two second time out of the third quarter, now I'll have the ability to chug the last third of the beer. It'll have the look and I'll, it'll be fun. As this is coming, I look at Adam and I see he has half a beer in his hand. And I go, Adam, chug half of that. I'm going to take the beer out of your hand and I'm going to chug that after I'm done chugging mine. He's like, okay, okay. So the plan is set. They come over the camera. They put the camera like four inches in front of your face. They play the clip. Everyone's like, woo. You know, I, I see the clip. The camera's on me. I stand up. I raise my beer. I get on one knee. I chug it. 
Then I turn, I take the beer out of Adam's hand, who nobody knows I'm with him. So I take, it just looks like I'm stealing a beer out of a hand. I chug his. I got beer going down my cheeks and onto my shirt. And then I go to the guy that's next to me on the other side who I don't know, and I take his phone and I start fake chugging the phone. That's the bit. High fives, laughs. The guy whose phone I took, he's laughing. It turns out that guy is the guy who created Kith. So... <laughs> Like I and then I sit in the seat and I'm like sitting there hoping that that it did OK. The bit where who the fuck knows this guy behind me hits me on the shoulder. He goes, hey, my daughter's a comedian. And I'm like, can you give me five seconds to own this moment? Like your daughter's a comedian. Like, who? what's her name? He's like, she ended up messaging me. She was very nice. I took a picture with him. Um, so. Then I start getting all these texts. I get a text from a guy I went to camp with. He's like, are you at the game? I get a text from a girl I went to high school with. She's like, we're watching at home. I didn't realize it went to like the local feed. Like they're watching in Westchester, me on the celebrity jumbotron. Just what a cool night. And then you game's over. You walk out right into the belly of Manhattan. And it's just like the best night. I, 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 I should do ads for MSG. It's just what a spectacular place to watch a game <laughs> i like what a spectacular place to watch a game with your feet on the wood <laughs> so okay so that's our introduction to the best of episode it's a luxury lounge it's called appetizer quantities and 14 person booze i think we're gonna put in the you, you can watch it on youtube we're gonna put the link in the uh episode bio oh and i'm on the road if you want to come to a show, the shows have been fantastic. Um, I'm in Phoenix this weekend. I'm going to be in Albany. Um, I'm going to be in... Oh, let me just plug myself. I didn't even... I did. I did. I just did 49 minutes. Didn't mention one tour day. Phoenix, Albany, San Diego, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm so excited. Buffalo, New York just added to the calendar. New York, New York, that show at Town Hall is almost sold out. Uh, 1,400 seats, baby. Uh, Boston, second show's got tickets available. Toronto, second show's got plenty of tickets. Chicago, that second show's almost done. Uh, Minneapolis, Royal Oak, Denver, San Francisco, Nashville just added to the calendar. So enjoy this best of episode. Anthony DeVito is one of the funniest people alive. He is going to be my co-host, one of my co-hosts for the first ever episode of the new J Train podcast starting January 1st. If you have questions about anything I talked about here in this uh, preamble, um, yeah, uh, shoot me a DM or whatever. I'm, I mean, I'm out there just because there's not going to be a lot of video content from this month. So, yeah, enjoy today. Uh, I hope and and remember before you listen to this episode, I just did a bunch of ads. Those all please support them. That supports the show. That keeps us kind of afloat for this new endeavor. That's very helpful. Again, I'm not asking you to get Lumi if you don't need deodorant, but if you need deodorant, you're in the market. Oh, I need some. There's some free money waiting for you. Um, but you got the ad in this episode isn't an ad. Um, but you have, we didn't take it out because there's a joke made that makes the whole episode fun. All right. Uh, enjoy.
Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right. Every Thursday we in the lounge, we shut the door, and we air our grievances with the world. We're going to get right into it. we got an OKP here, original key player, a lounge boy. He's done the... You, you know the lounge. You're, you're draped in all the velvet. Yeah, oh my God, covered in silk. Anthony DeVito. A man of Dorn, so to speak. <laughs> right, that's right. You, are, you live a life of lounge. Yeah, I, I'm a lounge man, a leisure man. I love that about you. Yeah. Welcome back Thank to you, Luxury man. Lounge. Thank Great you. to have you. How? What is going on in the world of Anthony DeVito? I, usually I do a big intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're in the yeah, lounge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just Put kick the, back. You know, kick back. Yeah. You don't see robes, but we got them on. It, we have mental ropes. Mental ropes. Yeah. What is? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? You got a one man show. Yeah, yeah. We were talking I, about I the one like, man not, show. I think I'm I'm done calling it that. You can't call it a one man show. It sounds so. it's. You don't match. No. You don't have one man show energy. You I don't have, have lounge energy. I have lounge energy, but I different. Different. I have lounge energy, but also let's go off the rails energy. Right. I don't want to not... lounge with. A one-man show energy no, guy can't. No, no. I want to lounge with a lounge energy guy. <laughs> lounge energy guy, take the conversation wherever it goes. Yeah, no yeah, judgment. Yeah. Totally. One-man show energy guy. You said what? <laughs> and they they, they yeah. use the word whom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot of lot of lot of whs. What? What? Where? Who? Where? <laughs> Who? What? Where? When? Why? And this isn't to say this is no, to, to, to besmirch. Not at all. Gay Malika has a one man show that I promoted the hell out of, and he was suggested by you. Yeah, so I love Gabe. This isn't. I, I would hate for someone to take this no. conversation and put it on Gabe. No, I don't even not, think we're talking about Gabe. No, no, we're not at all. He can lounge it up. He can lounge it People, up. People, you know, there's a spectrum. In the world. Yes, he can. He can be a lounge boy. He could be a lounge I mean? boy. He could be. A one-man show man. No, and nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with that. But Unfortunately, there's, I am, yes. there's some people that are only one-man show man. Totally. Only lounge boys. I'm happy to be. You're a lounge boy. I'm a lounge boy. I'm I'm stopped at the gates of the one-man show world. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Anthony went to Edinburgh and worked out his one-man show, which is what you do there. Yeah. It's got to feel like you're with the theater nerds for a month. Like, I, I, yeah. you got to feel like, oh, I... How did I end up in theater? I'm totally. the jock. So I felt like an athlete. Right. I never felt less athletic in my own body at this age <laughs> and more of an athlete when I was over there. Right, because it is artsy-fartsy time. Yes. I've never wanted to just smack screenplays out of people's hands on <laughs> Explain the Edinburgh to people, because you just sure. spent a month there. Uh, if you're listening right yeah. now, you you know Anthony, at Anthony DeVito underscore Atilde. What is the Instagram <laughs> yeah. now? The semicolon. The semicolon. Uh, Snapchat.org. There's an emoji in yeah, there. Yeah, slash JavaScript. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be tagged in all my stuff. Everyone go follow Anthony. He's fantastic and hilarious. And you know him. You love him. If you're a fan of the show, yeah. you've been coming on now. I think you've been coming on this show for a decade, which I'm, is crazy. I'm like the Tom Hanks you at SNL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I describe you to people. People are like, what's with Anthony DeVito? I'm like, you know... You know SNL? That's how I describe my podcast. And you know Tom Hanks, how he like just kind of floats in and out, and he's a part of you know he's part of the show, but he's not. That's how I describe Anthony. Yeah, that's how I describe you. I always think with like with those guys, you're like if you're that bored, it's like why doesn't Tom Hanks just go? Let me do one season, do the whole season, just for the credit reel. It's right. just be so funny. It'd you know be funny I mean? to just. I guess they don't want to do that amount of work. It's like Tom yeah, Brady yeah. right now. Tom right. Brady's like yeah. taking Thursdays off. <laughs> 
It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. He's playing Which, like two downs. I just heard about this. I didn't know. I'm a big Tom Brady fan. Sure. I like fucking bow at the Tom Brady of altar. Course. Yeah. He is right now. I just read that he's like, he's not showing up Thursdays. Yeah. He's coming in. He just missed Friday practices for Bob Kraft's wedding. Oh, sure. That's so funny. And and then shows up on Sunday, yells at all the players. Yeah. Like, Tom Brady's whole thing, if I could just explain. Please. His whole thing was hardest worker. Yeah. And best on the team. Mm -hmm. So if you're the best on the team and you're the hardest worker, everyone else on the team goes, who am I to go outside the bounds of Tom Brady? Who am I to say I'm better than the team if the best athlete or the best player on the team isn't above the team? Of course. Now, he's not the best athlete. Yeah. It's very apparent. It's very apparent. And he's not the hardest worker. Right. And now he's still yelling at him like he's the fucking the guy he was. Yeah. He can't do it. And he's yeah, he's doing that thing where like you know you're overcompensating. He knows what little he's doing, so he's over. <laughs> he's yelling so much it on the field lot. to the point where you're like, this is this is a, this is football. And I'm like, this is abuse. I, do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> This is too. I just watched a guy try to rip another guy's head off right. while a stadium applauded that, and I'm like, he's gone too far right. in his dressing down of the rookies. Right? It's crazy. It's crazy, man. And I wrote this in a post. Like someone asked me, like, they're like, "What do you think of Tom Brady and yeah. Giselle?" And I was like, "Money, power, fame, yeah. success, and penis. Right? Horrible mix. <laughs> Over sure. time, that goes yeah, yeah. stale." Mm-hmm. For a good amount, for like a listen, it can be good for a minute. Sure. It, it's like it's like mixing yoo-hoo. It's making a yoo-hoo. It's making chocolate milk. It's good for like chocolate drink. A chocolate drink. I'm sorry. Excuse me. The, 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 Don't want any law or anybody <laughs> pressing charges. But penis and success can only be mixed for so long. Mm, okay. Before it yes. congeals and turns into something <laughs> awful and disgusting. Right. 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 <laughs> I really do believe this. Yeah. Thing. No. No. Because I. Agree. I I've seen it. You see it in every. I, you rarely see successful men yeah. handling it well. Totally. Deep into life. Like yes. I, I really think. Like if I was like, I'm taping a special. Let me. This is like a. Let me. Uh, let me take. Do you mind if I please come on? Take a minute off the, my own show. You think a lounge boy minds anything? Right. You You're know Tom I mean? Hanks. You yeah. get it. I. <laughs> I have a special that I'm taping. <laughs> Um, December 8th at Gramercy Theater. Awesome. You know the deal. We tape yeah. these things. Anthony has a special on YouTube right now, by the way. So let me let me go from my aside about me to go to the aside about Anthony. Yeah. Anthony's special is so fantastically funny. He taped it at Acme in Minnesota. Yeah. Acme Comedy Club, great comedy club. Have, they haven't had me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> now let me take the aside about you, make it about me. Heard good things, never been invited. <laughs> now we'll go back to Anthony. Next time, I'm, I'll bring you to close next time. I, I would love that. No, bring me to open. I want to come. And the Nothing. whole opening will be me going, ah, would be nice to be invited here sometimes, make the whole thing about how they've never booked yeah. me. Just seems like they're all my fans. Right. That's all. Just seems like they all know me. Show of hands. Let's right. just for fun. Anthony and I are friends. Yeah. Oh, that you all know me, but they never book me? Okay. When I say the name Jared Freed, what... <laughs> What does that inspire? When I say Anthony DeVito, they all just fart at the same time. Yeah, they all they all they all take out their feathers and they dust their own genitals. 
And then when I, when I say the name Anthony yeah. DeVito, what does that inspire? And they all boo. Yeah, get off the stage. Someone throws tries to throw a rock through the curtain to hit me like the bullet and wanted. <laughs> this isn't this isn't the one man show I paid for. Where's all the H in the W words? <laughs> yeah. So there's only but one stool up here. There needs to be four stools. And he needs candles on yeah. each one. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> Anthony's special. It's on YouTube on his page. Yeah. YouTube.com slash Anthony DeVito, I hope. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. Of course you, it's not. You of probably course. added you know, a I've few tried to shoot, .org. I've tried to myself at every step I could with this thing that I've cobbled together called a career. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, yeah. It's uh, YouTube.com. Uh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Get, get it out. Get it out. You can do it. You can promote yourself. Come on, Anthony. Slash, you can promote yourself. I, and here's the thing. I'm almost positive it's DeVito Anthony, but If YouTube, it's DeVito Anthony, it's, I will laugh for the rest of my life. But here's the thing. Crazy. Well, get ready to yeah. cancel all your plans for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's been DeVito Anthony forever because of the other Anthony DeVito. Oh, yeah, because there's another comedian that's an yes. Anthony DeVito who yeah. doesn't like you because of this mix-up. He does like me. He he's likes you, just, but he doesn't like the mix-up. He doesn't like happened. the mix-up. He yeah, sees I get that. The mix-up is separate, and he gets annoyed by it every now and again. <laughs> I get so excited. This is the way I found out. I actually get very excited, because this is the way I found out he's done a really cool thing. Because mm. he's like a, he's a very good actor, and he appears in things every now and again. Right. There's Anthony DeVito, the actor, who has done comedy. Yes. And there's Anthony DeVito, who's sitting with me, Tom yeah. Hanks, who does comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. It, there's nothing people who have done comedy of don't course. like more than someone who's doing comedy. Of course. Because you're, again, you know, it's just the way, it, yeah. it's, you know, there's a point where you go, I don't know, you know, some people just go, I, listen, I'd like to act and I'm pretty good at it. I'm getting work. Yeah. I get that. I, I'm getting more out of this than mm. I am that. Not just like financially, but creatively. Right, So exactly. I completely understand that. And it's also the last thing, you know what I mean, like you want is like to see your name, your exact name on a bunch of stuff you might have wanted to do. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? At some point, even at if you some, don't want to do it even anymore. Even if you don't want to do it anymore, right. but you see your name on Comedy Central Presents Anthony DeVito and you're like, <laughs> I'm not that Anthony DeVito. That has then, to be frustrating. And then someone goes... Oh, what? And you gotta go, no, 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 no. It's no, the no. other. You gotta explain it yeah. every time. And then you gotta go, and he's a nice, you gotta go, and I can't even hate the guy because I met the guy and he's a nice guy. The worst you know? part about doing comedy, and again, we're here in the luxury lounge. We're gonna get the emails, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Keep sending in your lounge questions or your lounge complaints. I'm sorry. Keep sending your complaints. We have some amazing ones. Um, we're gonna get to it. We're here with Anthony DeVito. I, the hardest part about comedy or doing something different yeah. is having to explain out loud things you don't want to have to explain. Of course. I think that's with any job. Yeah, like, I think so. Like you're, it's like your mom going, well, they, what do you do? And you have to explain it to their friends. Yeah. I, ha I was at a show this weekend. Yeah. By this time next week, when this airs, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure the clip will be out. Okay. I'm on stage at Mohegan Sun. Yeah. You're going to die. <laughs> I'm on stage. This is my complaint. Hit the music. We'll get into it. Jared, he has some problems. You know, people have been saying they know Jared, the song now. Like it's been going long enough where people know these lyrics. Oh, yeah. Like, this is the hardest song this to sing along with, though. Because it's so off-key. Yeah. I and take, it's off-rhythm. <laughs> yeah, 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 I take yeah. a lot of turns. <laughs> 
So if you know the song, you like it is crazy. You have found a way to take a simple thing. You know what I mean? Like it's a simple song, right. but if you manage to to make it off so much, it's impossible to learn. Right. That's so funny. So people have learned it. Right. Right. Which right. is like this is the. Like, yeah, I'm going this up, is, I'm going in. Yeah. It's crazy. This is like Wesley Willis. Wasn't that his name? I think he died. Do you remember Wesley him, Wesley right? Snipes? <laughs> no, it's not Wesley Snipes. No, there was a guy. Um, he, he used to be on like Howard Stern all the time. We're going okay. back like 20, 25 sure. years. I think it was Wesley Willis or like Wesley Walters. He's a WW guy. Okay. To some capacity. But WW guy? Yeah, he's like a, a Wesley Wesley oh, Whitman. Okay. Wesley Watt. Like he's a WW guy. <laughs> it's like a Weight Watchers guy? <laughs> I think he was like a heavy guy too, but but he used to sing these like very much like that song. These like monotone, um, like scatting. Uh, yeah, but kind of just like I'm going to the bank. Here I am at the bank, like something like that. He he was hilarious. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he had some like you know he had a rotting brain, but like (laughs) doctor brains aren't apples. I was in the medical journal. Yeah, I, I got it. I get, yeah, yeah. But, um, he was a doctor. But it's just, he <laughs> yeah, yeah. It reminded me of that. Got the brain rot. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to tell you here. You got brain rot. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're like, "Where did you get your license?" Like, I watched House. <laughs> Worked at a supermarket, <laughs> and we just, you know, figured apples and brains were yeah, very alike. Yeah, put them together. Okay, so here's my complaint. Please, you ready? Yes. I'm at Mohegan's Sun. I'm doing the show. Yeah. I'm on stage. Okay, this guy in the crowd yeah. goes, I got a question for you. I'm like, okay. I didn't know we were doing that. Yeah, okay, sure. this okay. isn't how this yeah. dynamic works at all. He goes, how long ago did you take that headshot? And I look to the left of the stage. To the left of the stage is hanging my headshot, but not my most current headshot. My headshot from when I was 26 years old. Okay? It is next to the stage. So, first of all, performing next to your headshot, embarrassing as it is. That's already embarrassing. As a comedian especially, you take yeah. nothing seriously and a headshot is supposed to be you taking something yep. seriously that you don't that you're supposed to be a joke goofball. Yeah. Some people's headshots are too goofy. They'll do like them <laughs> strangling themselves with a the microphone cord. Mike to the head. Mike to the head. It's all <laughs> dumb. The headshot is dumb, but it's a necessary evil. Yeah. It's also from 11 years ago. Oh, yeah. So all of us look different than 11 years ago, okay? It's just so drastically different. Not even a couple years. It's like, no, it's like graying hair, bloated face, like bags under the eyes. I am as I am now. (laughs) And that picture is also a glossy, when you go to take your headshot, You're as good as you look then. Yeah. Not yeah, yeah. even on your, it's not your worst day at right. 26. It's your best yeah. day. And now I'm. Not even a real day at 26. R- right. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is a fake day it's at 26 day at with aut- Facetune. <laughs> and now I am. In the sat- raw. In the raw. <laughs> no makeup. Saturday, 6 p.m. face. Casino stage Casino lights stage. blaring down at you, which makes subway lighting look like a ring light. <laughs> Absolutely. And and also I'm fatter than then. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And I I'm like, I look at this guy, I'm like, did you ask this to embarrass me? 
Because right. here's what a headshot is. When, and, and the club never asked me what headshot they want me to use. Yeah, they just yeah. use the one they've always of used. Course, and yeah. because we're so comfortable together, I've been going there for years, they go, oh, yeah, it's Jared, who cares? Yeah, That's yeah. We'll use the one we've always used. He might even so, get a kick out of it. Yeah, but no one looks at that and goes, oh, the club used the wrong poster. Right. When they see a headshot, they look at it and they go, Oh, Jared thinks he looks like that yep. still. Yeah. That is what they think. Oh, Jared's embarrassed of how he looks now, yep. so he wants to trick us into believing that's how he looks. Right. He is so self-conscious about the look at 37 <laughs> yeah. that he's hanging on to this 26-year-old glossy dream, and now I'm up there and I had and in front of an audience, and they're going, me, poster, me, poster, and they're all going... <laughs> He's really falling off. Oh my God, is Jared okay? He really, he's got to stop drinking. Wow, what's he eating? And it turns into this like thing. And I had to like on stage go explain all of this. Yeah. And it's like, can we just all stop being so ready to, let's Crazy. stop being so comfortable together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop being so comfortable around me. I'm uncomfortable around everyone I come into contact with. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I was at the subway before, and this leads me to like the yeah, final yeah, complaint yeah, of yeah. the complaint, Please. is the comfort level people have coming up to you and talking to of you. Of course. I come up to people, hey, I'm sorry, I'm just, so just sheepish. wanna, you know, yeah, sheepish, yeah, totally. I literally, I'm, I'm like, bent over, please, I'll suck like, your dick before yeah. we start talking. I'm at the train station waiting to go to Connecticut for the shows. Yeah. This guy walks up to me and goes, how's it going? I go, pretty good he goes life is good huh i go what like i go i guess so he goes seen to do stand-up a bunch of times <laughs> you're like and i go life is good what? why did, yeah why did you give me those two moments where i went am i are you gonna try to fuck me or are you gonna try to rob me do, do we go way back yeah yeah exactly <laughs> right. or like do i owe you money what is this what is this what's why going the on the preamble yeah. you gotta tell me that first present what you yeah present yeah. your wares yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. looking at him going, I must have looked at him like he had 7,000 hands. He goes, life is good, huh? I was like, what? Not no, now. No, it isn't. Not this yeah, moment. This <laughs> it's horrible. I hate my life because <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he goes into, he Was. Goes, you know, and then yeah. here's my, the biggest issue. Yeah. He goes, you know, I used to do a little bit of improv myself. And I go, this is why. Yeah. He thinks... I don't, it's again. Let me guess, to, you didn't open scenes very well. Right. <laughs> you didn't really get the surroundings yeah. of your of your scene. Yeah. <laughs> he, I, I, and it's like this idea that because you've done one improv class that sure. we all, oh, we're, we're in this community together. We're, yeah, we yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We're cool. Totally. Oh, life is good, huh? Yeah. No, it isn't. <laughs> yeah. Anthony, you have a complaint? Uh, no, but I didn't want, I mean, I do. Yeah, no, I do. But I wanted to go back to the, the thing, the thing is so funny at Mohegan Sun. And what's yeah. so funny is like the first thing, all they know about you is delusion. Do you right. know what I mean? All they know about Jared Fried is he's a delusional man. And then it's like, I don't know, maybe this is the Thursday show. There's 20 people in the crowd. Right. So everything they're telling him, they're like, oh no. Like he's, not only does he, not, not right. only does he think he still looks like that guy, he thinks this is going well. Right, He right. thinks this career what else does is he not going get? well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't think more opposite than that. Of course. If I was doing, the only time, like I don't, I, I would have to be at Mohegan Sun to do the stadium. Right. To go, I think I'm doing okay. Totally. Totally. I think maybe. I think maybe. Yes. Hopefully this year's yeah. gonna, this year's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I would feel. Yeah. I wouldn't even be like, oh, you know, well, I'm the king of comedy. <laughs> Fuck no. I would be like, okay, this year is okay. Yeah. We're gonna get through. Yeah. 
I can afford mortgage. Right, right. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy, you don't look like that. Now the whole crowd is like, wow, this guy. How could they is... believe anything you say beyond that? Honestly, they should have all stood up and walked <laughs> the fuck out. They should have been like, who are we watching right now? But it is, too. I don't know if you're feeling this. Like, I'm being on the road, like, more now, mm. especially. Like, I do feel crowds are more empowered. Like, they're, they're not, there's not a moment. Like, they always used to be a little, but, like, and I know Mohegan Sun's a different animal. Right. But, like, there's, there's, like, always a moment of doubt, I felt like, in their voice. Now, they're right away, like... Let me talk to you. Right. Let me tell you. Like it's, and I don't know if it's the clips. I don't know what it I is. I think it's the clips. But I think like, we've done it to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, if for those listening, this isn't like a stand-up comedy podcast. We're getting a little deep. But oh, I would sure. Say, no, yeah, but I, yeah. but I, we put out these clips to show people. Hey, look how funny we are. Yeah. And but the problem is we don't want to burn any material. Right. So we don't put out clips that are. <laughs> You know, our A stuff. Right. So what can we do? Oh, let me get me making fun of someone in the crowd. Right. With some, you know, where I tripped over a good line. Right. You know, it's not even it's not even like this is what we do. There's comics we know that are like crowd work guys. It's interesting. Yeah. And we're just like, hey, let me give you like this kind of version. You know, the comics that have done well with clips are the ones that had like a whole bushel of, yeah. of material that was ready to put out there. Totally. And I think a lot of us are behind, so we're like, oh, let me throw out some stuff there. Right. And the stuff you're putting out there is like, oh, I'm going to go to this show where people yell at him and he comes back with these amazing yeah. you know, responses. Right. And a great I, improviser, like a, a great the guy on the subway. <laughs> 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 but like you look, Ariel Elias was just on this yes. podcast. She had a clip that went like Super insane. Viral. Yeah. And you know, uh, a heckler threw a beer can at her and that was like full. Like yeah, it was that like was dangerous. Dense. Like you yeah. heard it hit the wall and you're like, no, that might have oh, bruised the wall. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And it had a political nature to it. It was a Trump right, person throwing right. at a liberal comedian. <laughs> so it got played up everywhere. And you go, and you know, there's a little piece of that you're like, you know, that clip goes out and you're like, I hope she's going to shows and it's not that. Totally. Yeah, of course. You know, I hope, you, but some people go, oh, I'm going to go to the comedian that's really good at like off the cuff. Yeah. And then you go up and you're like, oh, I have a 45 minute act I'm ready to yeah. do. And you're like, I don't want to do off <laughs> yeah. the cuff. I don't want to do. Yeah, I want to roast wanna... my own headshot. I don't want to roast me from 10 years ago. I want to just do the things I find important that I'm going right. through right now. I don't want to keep my mic in the stand so I can catch all the cans that are coming at me. <laughs> That's Whoa! Got funny. it! Ha! Huh. <laughs> like, That's pretty funny, though. right? That's pretty funny, though. Be like, yeah, I keep like a catcher's mitt on right. a stool, or like a guy you bring up with you who's like, he's the object catcher. Honestly, maybe she should go in that direction. Yeah. At this point, you go, how great would that be if she just was like, okay, so whatever you gotta say, I gave out little Nerf balls. I'm gonna see how right. many I can catch while right. I do political humor. Make it a game, like, yeah. Right? I or you know. go, I have full bulletproof vest on. Just like 50 cent. <laughs> but, all right, Before we get to Anthony's complaint, complaint yeah. let me just say we're sponsored. Uh, the custom framing company, Framebridge, will change your opinion of what true customization really is. I love Framebridge. They're gonna change how you feel about the but, word customization. <laughs> Man, this is a big... This is a big... This is an ambitious. <laughs> right. I love it. <laughs> they measure and handcraft each frame specifically for your piece. So you can frame bridge just about anything. Selfies, game day jerseys, your anniversary dinner menu, or latest artistic masterpiece. I love that. Yeah. I love the idea mm -hmm. that you... Because the whole framing thing, I think the reason we don't frame everything is Please. because it just wasn't accessible. You yes. just go, why would I frame the selfie? <laughs> 
Now, like even if you were like sending a gag gift to a friend or something right. fun, th this lets you be a little more creative. Yeah, yeah. What would you frame? Maybe there's something that you're like, oh, there's this picture that is like such a dumb picture of my friend and I, right. and I just think it would be funny if I blew it up and had it so that yes. they could put it on their bathroom wall. If you go in my bathroom, there's two frame pictures, okay? And they were frame bridged. One is of Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> who we just talked about. And the other is of me, a painting that Shelby gave me wow. of me with a charcuterie board. Uh, that's it's great. a artist that's rendering. Great. What is more fun than ha when people walk in the bathroom, they go, what the hell is going on yeah. here? So you might have a picture on your phone, a painting, something stupid that you've been just like noodling around. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, what can I do for the holidays? What can I do for Thanksgiving? What can I do like for like a close friend that... I love so much that would yeah. Yao just, Ming with a boner. Exactly. No just one, from. you know. Just well, I, yeah. I hope people don't fast forward through these commercials because I there's someone that got the surprise <laughs> of the millennia. They were like, "Yeah, what would I post?" And like the Yao Ming with a boner. I don't know what made you we, think of that. I'll tell you what. We had a picture in college above our toilet. It was Yao Ming. It was well, a picture we cut out of like Sports Illustrated. Right. It was Yao Ming with a very judgmental look. I just thought it was so funny to put above the toilet. It is very funny to have someone yeah famous yeah. judging you yes. while you pee and yeah. stare at him. Yeah. yeah. So then in my head, I just thought, "Well, what's funnier than that?" And I was like, I, "Yao Ming with a boner." You got to heighten. Yeah, yeah. Got you're an artist. You yeah, get it. Yeah, so get listen, it. I love. Framebridge, just for the fun and ease of it. Yeah. Like, it's, and also, there's all different price points. There's all different, and we're going to give you some free money. Just go to framebridge.com, upload your photo. You can upload the photo, it's so easy. Or they'll send you a packaging to safely mail any physical pieces. Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Your finished piece comes ready to hang. Prices start at just $39, and all shipping is free. I mean, as far as a four, let's call it, you know, they always say thirty nine ninety, sure. thirty nine bucks to nothing. Have your friend open up a piece and go, awesome. Yao Ming with a boner. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> <How> did you <laughs> <laughs> no, frame frame ridge rules because it's great. Framing is is expensive. It's annoying to do. Annoying. If it can be done for you for only forty bucks, that's huge, and it elevates whatever it is. So elevates. Much. I love that word. Order yeah. online at framebridge.com or stop by a Framebridge store near you to work with a designer in person. There's one near here, actually. Uh, frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift today at framebridge.com. That's framebridge.com. Framebridge.com. Okay, Anthony, hit the music. Let's get to Anthony's complaint. It's the guest's turn to complain. I hope people watch They're on YouTube. Ready we, we have to some jump in. during the song. Yeah, yeah. I think it's some of the most They've fun. Yeah, like little like like jazzy points. kind of bobs. <laughs> right. And stuff. Yeah. Right. Like it's a nice, nice break in the action. Right. And it's also like really taking in the music. Exactly. YouTube.com slash Jared. Every episode. Yeah. I'm putting it on YouTube. It's great, man. How I, I love the backdrop. We listen. Isn't it cool? People don't know this is my bedroom yeah. that you're they, walking into. People, I don't think people realize that with a lot of podcast studios. <laughs> right. They are like you're like right, to the when I if I do this, I'm in the fridge. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, this isn't like Hollywood. Mm -mm, it's mm -mm, like Jared's underwear is like right there. Right. right. Yeah. I, I put the underwear as close to the guests as possible. I won't <laughs> let them know. Yeah. So what's your complaint, Anthony? Oh, okay. So my complaint is about the Great British Bake Off. It's a new season. <laughs> So. Oh, okay. I hope they're not listening. This is <laughs> I, I, so I know the Great British Bake Off just by yeah. I've I've tuned in. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call myself a fan. I right. wouldn't call myself someone who hates it. Sure. 
I I think it serves a purpose. Yeah, it's for me. It's very. It's it's not. There, I guess I like a a little bit of like garbage in my garbage. Yeah, I understand. This is a high end show. Yeah. The way they present it is like everyone's an expert. Everyone's British. Everyone's like <laughs> put together. Yeah. Well, how would you describe the show? So I mean the and and I you know because you I, we both have I think you probably more than I do but like um, I guess like uh, an, un- an understanding or a working knowledge of like real like shitty reality television. Sure, sure. Like Julia is Julia you know, the biggest it. fan in the world. You know. I've, you know, attached myself to some of her shows. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know them also. Also, um, I think you and I look at these reality. Some people have no ability to watch a reality show and, like, watch it from 60,000 feet. Yeah, yes. Like, I love yes. when people do weird shit on reality yeah. show that is somewhat human. Right. Because I'm not saying reality shows are real TV. Like, that, right. that is, I compare The Bachelor when everyone's almost like, how do you like? You can see when someone's affected yeah. by The Bachelor. Some people can't do it. They go, well, they act as if, well, they're not really falling in love. And it's go, like pro wrestling, you know, where you're like. I, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. I always say it's the same as pro right. wrestling because I know it's fake yeah, yeah. but you have to jump off the top rope right you can't yes, fake right. falling onto right. the mat you can't fake getting hit by a chair you can't fake going for a first kiss dumping yeah. someone yeah having a an argument the or, small moments or like a boeing plane crashes and there's a bunch of people that die what you know like oh, i thought oh, man i really i jumped off the ledge here and i was not caught that's fun that was very fun I, that no i'll tell you why i said that i think i even have it wrong that was different than yao ming's I, boner <laughs> no no there's this like big scandal i think in the it, not now i think i know in the real housewives of beverly hills oh i don't with, know this okay all right this girl um her husband um i think he you remember there was like all those like playing the boeings they all crashed I don't. <laughs> There's the one that disappeared. There's a Malaysian plane that disappeared, yeah. and I thought it was this for a while too. Okay, so no. there was a series of plane crashes, right? Okay. So this this uh, this girl's husband like got he was like the lawyer representing the families. I got you. He took all the money. Oh, so he stole money from the he families stole money that from were the suing families. Boeing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. And he was supposed to be their lawyer representing them. So, like, you know, there's this big thing within the world of it that's like, did she know or did she not know? And I got you. So that's why I said that as if, like, oh, you know this, and then you <laughs> no, didn't, and then I was like, well, this is the scariest moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> now I get the reference. You're basically saying like these real yeah, things yes. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yes. you know there you was an actual ba- right. Boeing I mean. plane crash. Yeah. There was an actual stealing yeah, of money. Yes. The argument whether these women care or not about this woman who knew or not knew right. doesn't matter. The argument that stands. Happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People are either still on this podcast and loving this episode, sure. or they have left so long ago Here's that this conversation is like yes. wild. Yeah, they've either seen my name and gone, "I'll skip that one," or "I'm in." So it doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. It doesn't you matter. know what I mean? Yeah. We're um, way past the no point. No return. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, oh, so the the British Bake Off. So the British Bake Off. It's like it's not your typical cutthroat reality show, right? You know, they care about each other. They care about each other. They're like the hosts are like. Um, you know the the hosts are uh, they're critical of the baking, but like none of the bakers are experts. They do this in their off time. Okay, so there's a there's a kids glove element there to is the, them a going. Bit. Listen, you just being here is a win in itself. Yes, exactly. And they're in this tent. 
They're they're away from their families. Get they're away tent. from their job. <laughs> they're in this tent behind a castle for like a month or two. To they just have to be move in this there? competition. They, uh, yes, they have to move so there. So they all live in a house. They all live in a house. Real world style. Real world style, but you don't see any of that. Okay. You just see the baking. They just want to focus on the baking. Okay. But like the show- so it seems a little weird that they would have them live in the house. It is a little weird. <laughs> and it is a little weird that they don't tackle that hey, aspect of it. and if you guys fuck, go ahead, whatever. Have yeah. a sleepover. I'd be like, I want to go home. Also, it's like not your typical reality show. I mean, I guess Survivor's kind of like this, where you have like a 90-year-old and a 20-year-old. Right. But like that, those are the dynamics. Rudy. Yeah, yeah. They're just, oh, yeah, it's always like, yeah. <laughs> you know, Isn't it crazy yeah. that I remember Rudy yeah. from Survivor? Yeah. I watched that show 30 years ago. I'm still like, yeah, Rudy. so impactful. So impactful. Yeah. Okay, go on. So, yeah, so you have this house, and it's like a woman named Patricia, and uh, somebody else with their name is just a screen name. Right. And they're living together, but we never see that, which is kind of weird. So, old Patricia yeah. and Ampersand. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah, okay. right. Living a house, a together. guy who's just a brand. Right, he's not even. He's just a website. <laughs> so, so they're all living together. But you know, the show's on. It's like you know, probably like ten season, whatever it is, mm. and it's so popular that like it used to be the people that would come on the show. And I think this is very telling of mm. like how much we regard celebrity or like we want these things more than our own lives, mm. no matter how good they are. So like it used to be like the people that were on the show, they're like they would be like, oh, she's retired, or he's like, you know, ah, he does this on the side but you know he can do this for a month it's not a big deal one of the people on the show for this season is an epidemiologist which makes me laugh so hard that like they stopped their cancer research for a month to just bake right. like they have to come back and be like what did I, where are we on cancer um we we'll take our time on cancer but i had royal icing right that needed to be done correctly so funny to me that is wild right and nobody says anything to them. No. no one's like hey how we doing on cancer yeah you you yeah you are also doing. we just came away from or of course you know, certain places maybe still in of course some form yeah. of an epidemiologist might come in handy might come in handy <laughs> cancer <laughs> seems like a bigger problem than yeast right that's just i don't know <laughs> Seems like more people die of ovarian cancer than they do of the soggy bottom bread. <laughs> Let's go to the complaints. You ready? I'm ready. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. If you're listening right now, it is uh, a Thursday. Um, I'm on the road. If you want to come to a show, JaredFree.com. I got Richmond. I got Boston. I got Miami, Virginia Beach. We're adding dates all the time. But most importantly, New York. I'm taping the special. Um, it's happening. It's happening December 8th. Oh, we got way off topic. I think I was trying mm. to say, go watch Anthony's special. <laughs> we put our money into it to try and make this yeah. special. And, you know, obviously, I hope it sells to big, huge Netflix, sure. you know, Amazon, you know, yeah, Peacock, yeah. And NBC, whatever. But uh, you're going to see it at some yeah. point. So if you want to come to the show, come. Uh, let's do the Luxury Lounge. JTrainPodcast.com. Luxury Lounge, stop going to the fucking bank. Hmm. Love an aggressive opening. Right, me too. Jared, thanks for everything you do. Your work is truly amazing. Always look forward to all your podcasts, and I can't wait to see you live again. Well, thank you. I have a complaint about my job. I work at a bank, and every single day, without a doubt, customers show up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I oh, get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
the days keep coming. I hope there's a comma. <laughs> what the fuck? Right, what the fuck? It's 2022. Do your banking online. Some people even go in multiple times a week. I understand that if people didn't go in, I wouldn't have a job that pays me well, gives me paid holidays and paid vacation, but I still think there's no point into going to a bank. There's absolutely nothing you can do you can't do online when it comes to your banking needs. Why do people insist on going in? Sincerely, the angry banker. What do you think? I'm all in, and I'm going to go A to E on this one. Please. By allowing people to come into the bank, you're allowing uh, antiquated ways to live in our world. Right. You are a crutch for the people who don't need the crutch. Right. So right. You have allowed for society to slow down <laughs> for our weakest sure participants yeah well i was that that is gonna make a lot more sense than what i was gonna say <laughs> what would but, you say yao but, ming's dick <laughs> no no what if i like find a way to get there every I time i'm just trying hope to... <laughs> to god i hope to god that's the name of this episode no yao what you ming's said is bummer. a much more reasonable thing right. it makes a lot more sense no but you're not even because you only change when you have to change right and let me just say this Please. before you get into it yeah 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 i like going to the bank yeah, I love. I go to the bank because here's course. the thing. My dad is even like, no, you can take a picture of you don't even fight. You can deposit it right here. I can't. I need yeah. to know that this has right. been given over. Yeah, and I know that at some point, if they remove, and what you're saying is right. Yeah, if they remove the possibility of going to the bank, I would get over it. Right, I would be taking a picture sure. and deposit on. Like to me, even. What do I do with the check once I've done that? Like, I rip it up? Yeah. It would feel weird. It would be like ripping up money to me. Right, right, right. So I do go mm. to the bank, and I even go to the teller sometimes. Yeah, of course. I go to the teller, and here's the other thing. I like the interaction with the teller. Me too. I like waiting in line. Yep. I, and you go, Jared, why is everyone, you know, I mean, I could say to the, the, the reason we're all unhappy the reason that we're all on amphetamines, the reason we're all just dying in a heroin-soaked yeah. abyss is because yeah. we've taken away these small moments, these to-dos that we used to have to keep. What do they say? Idle hands is the devil's plaything, right? Isn't Not plaything. No? No, is you it? had it Idle hands is thing. Yao Ming's boner? <laughs> it's playground. Plaything just takes it in such a different direction. and then, <laughs> Idle hands then, turns them into the devil's plaything. Yeah. <laughs> You had it so confidently. So ready. It fell so far. I had, to, I had to nail the ending. I couldn't do it without nailing the ending. Right? That was so funny, man. <laughs> but but yeah, and I'll say that. And um, yes, I agree with you. Mm. I'm going to say one thing that's Please. off topic that's about okay. the Adderall shortage. Sure. Just about. Oh, yeah, this is happening. Yeah, right. this is happening. And it's like, oh, there's a shortage on Adderall. It's like, well, it seems like we have enough meth. <laughs> you know? So it's like, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Well, then you go, I saw the Adderall shortage thing. And yeah. the meth message was pretty vague like it seems like you guys i i there's a point where you Wait. go are they fucking with millennials like do they hate our generation yeah, because yeah. the millennial generation first of all the the you know i hate to be the, like the boomer guy Please. to call them boomers have like, a boomer moment you should have a song that's like jared's boomer moment <laughs> well, the, the, i'm not the boomer i'm i hate mm. to be the millennial who's mad at boomers i see but the economy is I where see. the economy is because right. they've been printing money like crazy of course for literally twenty years, of course, twenty they they've been printing money at a rate that like is like kind of crazy. Right. The reason they print money is to see the stock market go up. The people sure. that have been in power have the people been the generation in that boomer right. generation. So the, the boomers are comforted by seeing the stock market right. go up and up and up. That's the one thing <laughs> they turn on the TV every day. They go, stock market goes up. I'm doing fine. Right. They've done this for thirty years. Your parents have been doing this for 
ever. Your whole life, they go, did you see the market? Not my parents. Well, you, <laughs> but I get what you're saying. from yeah, the yeah. grave has yeah, yeah. done that. My dad in the grave. My mom, who's <laughs> mom. <laughs> a stock market, might as well be Greek hieroglyphs. But even, even people that don't work in the market, they go, it was up today. Yeah. It was down today. You hear that from people older than you. So their, ge- right, their generation right, right, right. is comforted right. by up market discomforted by down market right so when it was down the people in charge their generation were yeah. like print the money yeah keep yeah, it yeah. coming yeah. we got the we got the we got the printers right here yeah. let's just fucking make it <laughs> and now we're in a position where this shit was gonna come to fucking pass at some point point. and right. listen i'm not a perfect i don't know i i don't know i, I know you a, sound a lot like lou dobbs uh, listen you I'm, sound pretty lou, educated, I'm jared dobbs okay <laughs> I have a little knowledge of this, but not a lot. But I also have people I trust that I talk to about this, yeah. that I ask a lot of questions. And they and they've been and then now this generation goes and then they start to look at you going, it's the president, and you're like, <laughs> you've been in yeah. every president has been your age, right? And has done the same monetary policy right. of printing money. <laughs> so what the fuck is going on right now? So the idea that you're looking at and then they look at us, they go, and then the millennials go, well, you know we. We've had all we've had two huge depression like dips yeah. in the economy. We've had the dot com, we had the 07, now they say another one's coming. So you go and then in our lifetimes, in our working lifetimes, which is an even bigger deal. Sure. The time that you're supposed to make the most money, the right. time that you're supposed to make so much that you can live off of it later in life. You've had these huge spikes in the economy where people have been fired, all this stuff, and then they look at you and they go, You're complaining, millennials yeah. complaining again, and you go I go, I don't want to be a part of a cliche, but I, I there's a point. Yeah. And then they go, and then they go, hey, when you're growing up, they go, here's some Adderall so you'll calm down. <laughs> and then the other day, they're like, ah, we're out of Adderall. And you go, <laughs> then they you go, well, what's the solution? They go, try and find other means. And you go, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then, That's and, the only and, answer. But then, but yeah. then you go, Wow. You know, yeah. you got us on the drug. Right. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you got us on the drug of up markets. Yeah. You got us on the drug of Adderall. <laughs> and then every answer is like, oh, why are you complaining? You go, well, <laughs> you brought us here. Yeah, you got you got us hooked, took the thing away, and now we need it. Right. Because we got to do a hundred things. Oh, millennial can't get the Adderall. And you go... <laughs> I've been on it for 30 years. <laughs> right. At this, right. Yeah. You popped me full of them. So you didn't have to listen to me cry. So I calmed down a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then, the, you know, so I don't know. But, the, the, but anyway, yeah. the bank thing. Yeah, the bank yeah, thing. Yeah, but that was great. That was an impassioned, great was speech. It, did it make sense? I think so. I to don't, you. Here's I, the thing. I don't know enough that it wouldn't make sense. Right. And Well, that's the to problem. To me, you sounded today. like an economic genius. Anyone who speaks confidently on anything, I believe that. Yeah. I mean, you just that's, did it there. I mean, that's why. Oh, and I forget. Jared has his degree. In economics. Yeah, but that, to me, I was like, <laughs> I don't even know if you do. I just fuck? made yeah, that. Up. I did, but it was a, yeah, wasn't a higher degree. <laughs> <laughs> Someone listening is like, Jared is talking out of his ass. Yeah, big the time bank right guy now. right now is so mad. <laughs> so he angry. works in a bank. He was like, I just wanted my thing answered in a funny way. Jared went off on his hacky, hackneyed <laughs> idea about the economic situation of our country. Here's because Anthony I, said a dumb thing, right? But I agree with the bank teller. They're like, this is. We do this in all aspects. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about there's no banker to take my money? It's like, well, here's the other yeah. option. And I'm the person going, I don't want to do it. No. Th- and then now, but I also will say to the person in the bank, I'm like, what would you do if no one showed up? Right. Side of the road. Sucking dick for Adderall. No, it's great, man. Because the other day, you- <laughs> I don't know, I just like flew by that. That's crazy. Sucking Yao Ming's dick for Adderall. That's what you'd be doing. <laughs> 
Let's go to the next one. Undo be- button on the elevator. Oh, fun. Jared, elevator buttons. I hate when you accidentally press the wrong elevator button and are forced to stop at that floor. It's usually when you're the only one on the elevator and you're already running late. Even worse, if you press the down button instead of the up in my building only uh, in my building's only elevator, you get you get in and can't even choose a higher floor. You then have to wait till the doors close, then open again, then you can go up. You should just be able to press the button again to undo it. Easy solution. Thanks for a place to vent. What I totally agree with this. Complaint. First of all, I agree. Uh, well, yeah. Well, second, uh, whatever. Doesn't matter the order. Um, <laughs> I thought he was talking about unbuttoning your pants on the elevator. <laughs> so this went a direction I didn't see going, and it took I me halfway through. I can't believe they make me keep my cock and my pants <laughs> in the elevator. Am I right, Jared? And I what? I went. I don't think I've ever seen this problem. And I went. I know this problem. <laughs> Unbuttoning on the elevator, I go, yeah, that's an yeah, issue. Yeah, I should be able to be unbuttoning my pants as I'm going in my apartment. I don't want any dead time. I want to be able to have the pants unbuttoned before I go in, and then I can get out of my pants and into my sweats. <laughs> that took me halfway through your thing, the speech to listen because I was I couldn't I couldn't believe it pivoted to not the problem that was in my head. That's not a problem. <laughs> what? I mean, it's a problem. If you're unbuttoning your pants on the elevator, that's a problem. Yeah, well, that's a problem. That's what I mean. Not being able to yeah. is not a problem. Yeah. Right. Well, sure. Well. I could see both sides. <laughs> but but yeah, you in the world... consider the other side. Here's the thing. In the world we live in, mm. that's a problem because what heinous men have done with their instruments in mm. public. But in reality... I don't see it. If, if that never happened, I wouldn't have a problem with that. If someone unbuttoned just a button in the elevator mm. just to feel more relaxed. Because sometimes you get nervous if I in an saw, elevator. If I saw, if I was in the elevator yeah, and please. someone unbuttoned their top button. Just they a just top button. Done, I would go, they had a huge meal. Good for them. Great. Great Yeah, for them. I wouldn't think, ah, but no. I'm also a man. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I can see how the, sure. there's a female out there going, like this never minute. leads to anywhere good. Right. <laughs> I don't think there's any woman on earth who sees a man unbutton their top button and their first thought is, big oh, meal. he just had a big meal. Guy must have had a lot of carbs yeah. at dinner. Yeah. They're, they're like, I'm trapped. Right. I'm <laughs> trying to climb out the ceiling of the elevator like they're fucking Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> so, so wait, what was the actual complaint? The complaint was you press the button and then uh-huh. if you press the wrong floor, that you is can't annoying. unpress it. That is, that's true. Well, it's true. Here's the thing. There should be a whoopsie button. There should be a whoopsie button. Yeah. You should be able to... Here's what the button should... I thought, uh-huh. click it four times, it unclicks it. But you're right. Oh, that's good, too. But the, the other workaround is click it once and then on the corner, right next to right next door, to open, door, Come close. On, make mistakes. Whoopsie. Clear. Yeah. Yes. I want to clear, like on the calculator. Yes. It should have yes. the buttons, like the, the clear button. Great idea. Get you out of there, and then you can go one, oops, clear, yeah. four. Now we're good. Yep. It has to be a safety thing. Do you think, why doesn't this exist is really my question. Yeah, also too, just thinking about like, you, we just mentioned women. Like women, if they wanted to take a guy back, right? Mm. And they're like, we're going to seven, he's coming back to my place. But then between zero and seven, he just says something dumb. He starts unbuttoning his pants. He starts unbuttoning his pants. You go, <laughs> yeah. whoopsie. Oh, whoopsie. Let me, oh, let me hit that clear button. Yeah, hit that clear button. Gonna take you back to one. <laughs> Time for you to go, Mr. Unbutton. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. It yeah. all comes together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. If that man is Yao Ming. J-train- <laughs> 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 J-train- 
email. You can barely fit in the elevator. Someone skipped past the ad that we did, and they have no idea what this Yao Ming thing is all about. And that is very funny to me. Because I'm a podcast listener. I hear that fucking ad. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Of course. I don't need it. Double speed. Keep it going. Yeah. If you're listening right now and you're like, why do they keep talking about Yao Ming? Go back to the ad. Yeah. Go, because I want you to be in on this too, right? It feels normal, and then it kind of comes out of nowhere. Right. This is another thing about double speed. This is off topic as well. Double speed on the podcast. Double speed. No, yeah, like, because you listen to a lot of sports podcasts too. I never listen. I always listen on the regular speed. I can't understand how anyone does that. It's crazy to me. Right. But I think it's so funny that on the sports podcast, because of all the sports gambling now that they have, but they have to put in this warning. Right. But they double speed the warning every time, (laughs) and you're like, that's so, it's so mean. It seems so mean. You know what I mean? They've been doing that for years with, like, you know, medication commercials. Oh, right. right. That's that's why we didn't know the Adderall would be so addictive. (laughs) Right, 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 right. It's like the most important part. Right. They, they go, go stop in Iowa. You know, like Indiana, stop.com. You know, like they have that phone number. I hear stop all the time. Yeah, I hear these ads. It's crazy. Um, but, you know, we have we get sponsored from time to time from some yeah. of these gambling places. And it's like you put them in the show notes. Right. So that we don't have to read them quickly here. So right, they usually right, go in the show. Right, right, I think right. the show notes, see show notes. For where you can call for addiction yeah. at the regular speed. Yeah. When someone tells me they listen at double speed to podcasts, I get annoyed at them. Yeah. I'm like, what do you have to do? Yeah. What, what do you want to rush for? What, yeah. You could get this in. This is supposed to be a fucking <laughs> luxury. Be, yeah. It's supposed to be like a relaxing thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not a chore. Right. This is like a release. Right. Like there's nobody unless you're like a researcher. Right. You know what I mean? Or like <laughs> yeah, why would like you ever speed listen? Speed reading a, a a textbook. Right. Right. Makes sense. Speed reading just like a pleasure book. Enjoyable thing. <laughs> Who would ever listen to this to be like, I got to get my news. People say it to me all the time. They're like, oh, I love it. Your voice sounds different at regular speed. I'm like, where do you have to be? Yeah. You got someone to do? Yeah. Train podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Luxury Lounge. White glove delivery service. Okay. Oh, I like, I like. That's very intriguing. Jared, all the feathers. I listen to you up and J-Train religiously. You're the best. I brought my friends to your show in Richmond last summer for my birthday, and I'm planning to come see you when you're back this fall. Thank you. Love you. This will actually be coming out before the Richmond weekend. I'm going to oh. be in Richmond this weekend. Man. I'll get to my complaint. I searched for months trying to find a dining room table for my new house. I finally found the perfect table online at Macy's, plus it was on huge sale. A win-win. We moved in May, and of course the table delivery kept getting delayed, which was honestly fine because we weren't in a huge rush for the table anyways. We paid for white glove delivery service because I am a new mom and don't have time to assemble an eight-person dining table. When the table finally got delivered in August, the delivery guy pointed out damage on one of the corners of the table. He said I had to call Macy's customer service and schedule time for someone to come inspect it. That already annoys me. Yeah. Of course I do this, and the only available time for the guy to come inspect the table is three weeks out from delivery. I asked if I could just take a picture or a video of the damage and send it to them, but no, they were adamant that he had to come look at it. I guess the fear is that you could send a picture of a different table and sure. get sent money. That sure. you w- but honestly, like I'm like, Put today's newspaper next to it. Like I, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. Like right. the, we have the technology. Yeah, there's a way to do that. The guy finally came yesterday and and was in and out of my house in less than sixty seconds. All he did was take two pictures of the damage on his phone. Now he said to wait for Macy's to contact me about a replacement, but couldn't get any insight onto what we could expect uh, when we could expect a new table. 
this truly seems like the least efficient process. It does. Yeah. Anyways, I thought you'd appreciate this laughable customer service experience. Thanks for all the laughs. What do you think? Well, this is why you don't go to a high-end place like Macy's. Right. This is why you only use Wayfair. That's right. Because they know <laughs> whatever they're doing behind the scenes is so bad, they let you just keep whatever. Right. Keep uh, it. We'll I, send another one. Yeah. Who cares? They didn't even... Tr- I had a table. I was. I didn't even take a picture. It was nothing. Mm. I went, look, man, the thing doesn't... I've tried to... Table I, doesn't table. I've tried to put it together a couple <laughs> of times. This table doesn't table. They go, fine. We're going to send you another one. We'll refund you the whole thing. And I went... Do you need anything else? I went, nope. And I went, what are you doing in your factories? That like, this is, you know what it's I mean? The guy just picks up a payphone in an alley. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Wayfair. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, am I talking to the right person? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we'll send you something. Here's some bum in the background like, what the fuck are you? You're like, oh, yeah, Hangs up. Yeah. So buy from, the, buy from a place like Amazon or Wayfair. Buy from a place that has a horrible reputation right. in labor practices. Get the best thing yeah. from the worst place from the worst place because they're trying to make up for whatever shit things they're doing behind right. the scenes so they have the best customer service because they don't want you to look too much into their books totally so <laughs> this is a great point this is a great piece of advice i also in a, just on a kind of a different tangent i'm sure i hate that they call it white glove service i know that makes me think a guy in a tuxedo I know. like alfred yep is coming over <laughs> bringing it you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. dusting it off yeah, for you. Yeah. It's like it's never that. Yeah, it's always this, a, uh, the storage cubes you've all. <laughs> like, it's like what? What are you possibly ordering that makes sense for that kind of service? Right, right. and it's like, and what it does is it sets up expectations to be too large. Of like it should be just like we're gonna try. Yeah, <laughs> we, gotta, we deliver yeah. this shit because this yes, this is gonna be a year process. Like right. if they just said that right off the bat, you'd be like, okay, yeah. Like the idea that you order a table and it takes a year—that's insane. Podcast at gmail.com Podcast at gmail.com here with anthony devito at anthony devito underscore a tilde emoji <laughs> amber sam <laughs> luxury lounge odd number of appetizers Ooh, jared okay. feather feather lately every time i go out to eat with friends we'll order a few shared apps but the item number per plate is always off in relation to our group size if there are two of us we're given three croquettes if there are three of us, there are four pieces of bread to share, the spinach and artichoke dip. If there are four of us, they give us five bruschetta on the plate <laughs> and so on. It always feels like the appetizer quantity is not proportionate to the partner quantity. I would love it if restaurants would offer shared apps based on table size and charge accordingly. Food for thought. Thanks for all the laughs. What do you think? I agree. I agree. But the other thing is like working in a kitchen's a shit job. So, like, whatever fun you can have, have it. Do you know what I mean? You see a table of five, give them four. Right. Watch them sweat it out. So this, you Be the joker. So you... (laughs) Give them two sticks. To you, this is the squid game. You... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a little bit. These people get very little enjoyment in their lives. They have to work a job that, you know, really is thankless. Burns on all over their hands. Take power where you can get it. Right. This is... And you just imagine this happening. Three women out to brunch. And it's one pancake, and there's one guy in the kitchen yep. just peering yep. through, and you are warmed by the knowledge that that guy, fully erect, just staring, 
that these three women yeah. have to hack up a pancake that they can't talk about. No one no, mentions. No one's mentioned. You can't mention right. it. Yeah, because there is this weird social contract with food because I think like weight and hunger is right. involved. You know right, what I mean? Because right, right. there's like an animalness to wanting that piece and there's a selfishness to it. Right. So no one can say anything. When I see it's what odd pleasure. numbers on the- I'm getting <laughs> hard thinking about right. it. Right. I've never I worked like in the Yo service Ming. industry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try everywhere. I I feel like Yao Ming. <laughs> if I've never worked in the service industry, so I'm on a table of women's side. Of course, of course. yeah, I'm against. I have an either, service worker. My friends this, are all poor. Yeah, you yeah. listen. This is the have have not episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> as a person of the table, <laughs> as a as a non-kitchen slob. As a have. Yeah, as yeah. a have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really feel for them. <laughs> and I feel for them in a way that I can't even describe. A tear almost came down my cheek hearing about the croquette disaster of 2021. I was so upset for them. It's funny how this is why the luxury lounge is so important. Yeah. You saw this yes. as you were warmed by their indecision, <laughs> their discomfort, their lack of emotional ability to have this discussion of who should get the extra croquette. My feeling, <laughs> My I really... It's, it's the show Yellow Jackets. Yeah, you were pumped. <laughs> These women are about to Lord eat of the each Flies other. Right. at uh, Sir or right. whatever a restaurant's called. <laughs> right. I saying. was sitting there going, oh, these people have it tough. This is horrible. I've never. I've been at that restaurant, and you know what? Every table needs a leader. I'm mm. always the one. If this comes, if, if yeah. there's three and there's four, how are we gonna whack this up? <laughs> like I'm there with yeah, the knife, okay, ready to make it even. How like do you, if I, yeah, how do you make it even? Well, if it's like, let's say it's egg rolls, spring okay. rolls. You got a spring roll thing. Sure. Three spring rolls, two people. Got it. I'm cutting the the one down the middle. Okay. The center one, I'm cutting the baby in You're half. Cutting it vertically. Yeah, no, no. Come on. <laughs> Obviously not a half. Obviously you don't get this. <laughs> this isn't your people. That would be so funny though if you went, don't worry, I got it. I'll cut it in half and then you cut it vertically. <laughs> Everyone at the table's like, what the fuck just happened? Are we gonna we're having an open face egg roll? What's going on here? <laughs> right. Yeah. It'd be such a decision. We went from indecision. We went from discomfort to like massive discomfort for like, a totally different worried reason. Worried about you. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this how he cuts things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what he thinks is the move? Why would that be his first instinct? Right. What the fuck is wrong with okay at home, yeah. He must think he looks like his headshot. <laughs> <laughs> delusional also why don't restaurants let you order a la carte it should yeah, say of course it should say per piece they could charge more mm -hmm. we would happily pay more yeah or less yeah, yeah you know but i think more people are more intentioned to order over order than under order yeah if you were like it's a dollar an egg roll and you went what do you want yeah oh well we have a table of 10 20 egg rolls for sure totally i i we would do that everyone gets two i think and then works. It would work for me at the table because yeah. I know everyone ain't eating too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now getting, I'm getting yeah, extra yeah, rolls. Getting extra rolls. Yeah. I'll this say, works for everybody. It works for everybody. I'll, there, but that moment, and I'll go back to arguing for this moment. Sure. You learn a lot about a person in that mm -hmm. moment. You know? You you learn what they're willing to do. You know? In what moment? Like in the it, moment when there's like three people and two egg rolls. Right. Who's willing to take a step back? Yeah. Who is <laughs> yeah. the pussy? Right, right, right. <laughs> right. right. Who's right, right. taking a step back? Yeah. 
who who was easily taken advantage of and who are the winners yeah <laughs> that take all they want this is a, it is a good yeah you know sociological study sure who takes what and and that's what i want with my meal I want a right. nice I want to know psychological who I can experiment. <laughs> I don't want just like a. I don't just want a, a pleasant evening. No, I no, want to know want the, who yeah. doesn't have the confidence <laughs> to take one more rice ball. Our plane crashes. Who's gonna eat? Me? Right, I get ahead of it. I'm always ahead of it. I'm always the one like who who wants it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am Do it also. Now. I'm I'm a big like. La- I if I see last wing, yeah. last wing is yours, Anthony. I love that. Take it. I I'm love always that. pushing. I think that's great. I, I do it for me too, because like I know I don't need the last wing, so I go. Yeah, and, and I always say last wing is yours, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great, and I think it's good when you're going into a meal to assign uh, roles. Right. Do you know what I mean? I always give the wing to the person who I think needs it the most. Right. You go mentally. Who's going to be meal leader right. for tonight? And, I, and I'm it, always willing yeah, to take that lead. You go, I'll be meal leader and I'm saying if whatever comes out, you're doing the worst, you get last wing. That should be an actual position at every restaurant. Yeah. Meal leader. Meal leader. Person that takes care of the yep. ordering. If you have a table larger than four it's, people. It's a little bit higher. The chair's a little bit higher yes. than everybody else. Yes, it's a throne to see. A couple inches higher. A couple Nothing inches crazy. higher. And yeah, yeah. So, that, so that the waiter right. knows who to yes. go to. Yes. We man. have fixed the discomfort of restaurants here in the luxury lounge. Yeah. Yeah. Higher seat. Yep. They do the ordering. Mm-hmm. They do the bill paying. Huge. They're figuring that all out. Uh-huh. It just makes the process move along. Yes. When there's extra pieces of appetizer they're delivering they're a benevolent dictator yep they're yeah they're on the restaurant side almost you know what i mean they're the bridge between restaurant and have wow and maybe their meal is like a couple dollars shorter right because they're handling because they're kind of where like the waiter ends and the patron begins right they're doing a job yeah they're doing kind of a job jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com we got time for one more shelby one more. This actually is on the same topic. Great. This is a crazy. Great. This email. is a juicy one for this us. Is a, this is very juicy. Yeah, yeah. Luxury lounge, fourteen person booth. <laughs> Can you imagine being sat <laughs> at a fourteen person booth? What? And uh, here's King Arthur's booth. Yeah, here's the what? cast of Kinky Boots. Like that's insane. <laughs> fourteen person booth. How do you get out of there to go to the bathroom? Now you just you're peeing. Right. You gotta. Oh, Every oh. time you get up, you got to do like you're in a in, a, in Broadway. <laughs> feather, feather. I went to a 14-person family and friends dinner, no. and we were seated at this 14-person booth, no chairs. Do we have a picture of it? They they sent an attachment. No, give it a toss. Okay, the booth is weirder than I anticipated. Uh-huh. It is actually a round table. I didn't think, I thought it was going to be like kind of a bench seating. Yeah, yeah, that's how I thought. Do you have, this is a round table. It does look like you're at the Justice League. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Can cr- you imagine being that center spot? This is like the UN. Yeah, this is crazy. How that's does nuts, the, man. You have to literally look at each other and go, okay, who here has the biggest bladder? Who yeah. here doesn't pee? <laughs> yeah. You'd have to discuss. Yeah. Shelby, this is crazy. Middle seats get no water. No you know, water. You, you got to always, everyone has to touch your things to pass it around. Oh, that whole I was thing. seated fourth in front, in from the right. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. I'm in quadrant three. Right. 
had to awkwardly scoot out of the booth three times because people who, of course, was seated right in the middle, had to go to the bathroom. Of course, uh, yeah. man. Then me and the other people who had to scoot out were just standing in the middle of the restaurant waiting for the booth person to come back. P.S. I realize there's no good, attractive way to scoot out of a booth. There isn't. There really isn't. Scooting out of a booth is unattractive. Um, I think this happens at the Comedy Cellar sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Comedy Cellar has a booth in the center of the showroom, yep. and if someone at the back of the booth wants to come out to go to the bathroom, everyone has to get out for them to be released to the bathroom, and then everyone goes back in, and then they have to yep. get out again to let the person go in, and it's in the middle of the showroom. So, like, I've been up there hosting, and you just have, like, a people milling <laughs> around in the middle of the room like it's a bus station. Right, right. <laughs> You're like, what is going on? And there's alcohol and there's like things going on. And it's like, they're not at fault. But like, if you're not like on it as a human, which most people aren't, they're just like, "Eh, yeah, I guess we'll just stand here until they get back from taking a shit. You know, like, and it always happens during like the moment in your set where you're like, I'm not saying slavery's right. You know what I mean? And it's like that moment where all of a sudden it stops being a show. Right. You go, yeah. Yao Ming's boner. <laughs> it's always that And you're like, moment. oh, can you guys sit down so I can talk about Yao Ming's boner? <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's insane, man. Um, Listen, let's do one more. You okay, yeah, let's do okay, one more. Because we got time for one more. Okay, Anthony great. DeVito, a, you know, a lounge boy. Lounge He's got boy a one, one, one man show. Are you going on the road? If people are listening now. Uh-huh. They are coming to your show. Like that, if they're deep into this episode, that's true. this deep, we're depthy. Come November 10th. They're Yao Ming's they're dick. In. They're coming with jerseys the- on. <laughs> they're coming with Yao Ming jerseys on. Yeah, man. Come Going. November 10th to under St. Mark's at 7 p.m. November 10th? Yeah. Why? November 10th. Go. Oh, you're saying. I, I, oh, okay. You didn't even say. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a problem. Long? No. Like, you said it with such like. Under St. Mark's Theater. That yeah. is the first place I ever did stand-up comedy. Really? Yeah. Really? Penny's open mic. Oh my God, right? man! Penny's, Penny's open mic it was every Tuesday. Jesus Christ! It was a. It was like this bohemian. Yeah. You could do anything on stage. Anything yeah. goes. And Penny <laughs> was this like she was dressed. She was like a human dream catcher. <laughs> Just like flowy clothes, yeah. long hair, more beautiful. tapestry than person. She was more. You couldn't have said it better. And I remember like Nimesh was Nimesh yeah. Patel again, a, a friend of the a fop, friend of the pod, of course, a, yeah. OKP. Yeah, Nimesh was like the king of that place for some reason. Like they loved and yeah. like so. I used to go there every week because I was like, I want to go early. Yeah. Penny's open mic. You put your name into a bucket, late. and they would pull names. Yeah. And you would think this is the most Bernie Sanders layer. <laughs> like everyone there, oh, everyone's equal, whatever. And I was like, oh, good. I can drop my name in the bucket. Maybe I'll get to go third. Right. Maybe I'll get that hot spot on yeah. Penny's open mic. Come to find out, the whole thing was rigged. Of course. Man. The whole of thing course. was rigged. These are the people that would tell you we need fairness. Of course. I was so. Of course. I was so. That's so funny. Fooled. Yeah. They rigged the thing. That yeah, was like, yeah. how does Nemesh get fifth spot every time? It's so funny. And like, you know. Where they don't see their, they don't see their doctrine spilling over in every area. It's like it kind of has to, <laughs> right. or else like this doesn't work, you know? Right? Because there were crazies that went. Bro, I mean, God, I went. That was the, my favorite. The first time I ever went up there, they invite music, poetry, anything. It's the best. First time I ever went it was my first time on stage. I'll never forget. It. This guy got on stage and just screamed. <laughs> 
<laughs> he did seven minutes of like, ah, 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 and people in the crowd were like, wow. Yeah. He's doing it. He's saying it. Yeah. Finally. Welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe. Right. Yeah. That was uh, then, bringing you back yeah, to yeah. theater geeks. But yeah, no, I remember my, and it still to this day remains my favorite piece of comedy I've ever seen. Mm. And it was only, it was at an East Film mic. And it was just me and this guy. So at one point, I'm I performer. He's audience. Hold on. Yeah. To yeah. explain to people. Oh yeah, yeah. Eastville was a comedy club that used to be on the East Village, Fourth Street and Second Ave. Fourth Street and Second Ave. It's now called New York Comedy Club East Village. Yeah. Eastville is now in Brooklyn. Yes. They have a new location. But we, Anthony and I, I think we met really yes. going to the Eastville open yep. mic. It was at five o'clock. <laughs> they had a no. They had a six o'clock and an eight o'clock. Yep. Every Monday night, and I used to get there early enough to post a list yep. and write my name. I'd write Anthony's name on there, so we'd all get that hot spot. Yeah. Uh, once I yeah. realized how conservative. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I realized all these liberal, these fucking liberal creatives were actually fucking secret capitalists. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Secret capitalists, just you know, fucking yeah. animals out for their own and their friends. Right. Yeah, yeah. I started playing the game a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I can, I, I am this. The Eastville yeah. open mic was so bad, and oh, it was atrocious. It was just tough sledding. Yeah, there would be times, and what you just yes. explained, I'll re-explain. But there would be times where literally be one person on stage who was a comedian. One person in the audience who's also a comedian, but now they have to be, and then flip rolls. Here you go, <laughs> Yo. and then I'll go up. So you had that situation. So I had that situation, and there was like, you know, there were nights where it was like, okay, you couldn't, you couldn't sign everybody up. So it was right. like, so I was dead last. Yeah. So it was just me and like, and it was in the East Village. So it's like yeah. you just have whoever in the East right. Village wandering crazies, in, and if they could scrounge up five dollars, they can, they right. can do this. So it was just me and him, and I, you know, I do my jokes, da da da, whatever. He gets up, and I'm, you know, I'm excited because I'm like, what is he gonna do? Yeah. He gets up there, and he gives you kind of this, like, I guess, like what you would want in like the look of this person. You know what I mean? Just like your average New York East Village street lunatic. So he's got like long hair. He looks. Yes. He's very again bohemian. Yeah. Would be the yeah bohemian, and like he's up there, and he's just going off about. NASA and the government and it's four <laughs> minutes long and then at the end of it he goes that's why I didn't like the movie Armageddon and it's <laughs> to this day my favorite joke of all time <laughs> you thought he was like complaining yeah. about like real world real shit, world your like... typical street corner tinfoil hat crazy person angry about NASA and the government and then the whole time he just saw Armageddon <laughs> and he didn't like what they had done in the movie I, I, it was so I, funny so funny and he didn't I, know he did that you know what i mean like i wish it was it hilarious the, that was like your version of the uh what's the the movie they made with, oh the, and, the aristocrats the aristocrats yeah yeah, yeah. as yes we should do a new aristocrats <laughs> aristocrats too yao ming's penis yeah oh great ah uh, be great <laughs> that's why that's the first time i saw yao ming's boner <laughs> <laughs> okay ready we'll do one more we'll do ready one more. okay i like this one I've been wanting to write in for some time on this, but I've realized my disturbance is real and valid and is in need of some J-training guest input. Whenever I go to a wedding, whether it be friend or family, someone comes out of the woodwork in conversations before the event with this intense belief that they have to one-up me with how much fun they are on the dance floor and <laughs> highlighting how much of a dancer they are they'll ask me how much i'm looking forward to a wedding we're going to i'll say so much it'll be a great time and they'll respond with see you on the dance floor and we dance so much we are crazy you have no idea 
I'm crazy, etc., almost to an awkward degree. I will put anyone under the table with my dancing, FYI. <laughs> so now they're doing it. Yeah, now they're doing it. <laughs> uh, so but funny. Why do so many people, especially with family weddings, I've noticed, feel the need to completely mow over everyone with how much fun they're going to be? Love and appreciate the J Train hustle. Hope to see you and your mama in Detroit. What do you think? Well, because a wedding allows you to be the most fun version of yourself. Right. So everyone looks at themselves as like, oh, you don't know this, but I'm the most fun person in the world. Yeah, you, you see me during <laughs> normal yeah, hours. Yeah. You don't Wait know. till you see Wait me when see the lights this. come down, <laughs> when Pitbull starts playing, because that is when I am truly yeah. the most me yeah. that you could. And I, you know, as comics, we have ample opportunity to perform. Right. We are almost like, I don't need it's it. It's over. You know, it's it like, goes it's, away. it's drinking on the New Year's Eve. Totally. Like you go, yes. I don't need to go out. If you're a drinker, you don't look at New Year's Eve and go, I got to go drink. Right. You know, if you you're, look at Tuesday afternoon. Right. You, in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wake up for a beer. What like, do I eggs need Benedict could use a Budweiser. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, what do I need New Year's for? Yeah. So uh, there is an element of like these people, like we have it already. Yes. We have, we are satiated when it yep. comes to like needing the adoration of other people. Right. There are some people that don't have that ever in their life. And right. they're like, I need someone to come up to me and tell me how great I did the electric slide. Yep. And it is annoying. Yes. I agree with this yeah. person. I don't care. Show me. Don't tell me. Yep. I don't, I will let you know if you lit up the room yeah. but you might not yeah. and here's what they're doing they're ruining it for themselves right they have made it so they can't outdo yeah. whatever ghost that they've created interesting yeah it is really yeah. a, it's because it's it's it, it really they they fuck themselves true and i think about it, this happens you know what i hate the most wedding entrances oh sure i'm over it, i man. there was one wedding i was invited to where they're like i got an email as part of the wedding party that was like and hey Here's the theme for the entrances. Feel free to bring whatever props and stuff you want. And I was like, there is no Live way. Gun. I only do one prop. <laughs> Real rifle. Everybody down. Everybody down. <laughs> We're entering the dance floor. Tell me I'm the best dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm the life of the party. <laughs> but you know, sorry, you were going, you were going somewhere. No, Where were you? Yeah, but I, I, well, I'm I with like, you. What Where am I gonna carry in a bunch of pom poms and a boa? Like, what do I do with this shit afterwards? Yeah. In what world? And, and literally, literally, we got to the thing, and she was like, "Did everyone plan something?" I was like. And I looked at the woman that I was like matched up. And there's this weird thing of like you're mad, especially when you're younger, you're matched with this person. And they're like, we thought you two would fuck. And yeah, you're like, yeah. no, we're not. I'm failing at this too. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. And then you always like meet her for a second. You're like, oh, I, I hate her. Right. Right. And you're like, oh, Why'd they no. they think of us for each other? My hat? Oh, no. Yeah. I'm the male version of you in yeah. that group? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I was thinking about like, maybe like we like do like a Stewie impression. Right. At the end of it. And you're like, oh, How did boy. we even do that? How would we do it? They're like, well, stop the and music. There's one person that always is too into it. Yeah, of course. The entrances. And it, it's the same type of phylum group as this <laughs> guy who wants to let you know they're good at dancing. And, yeah. they're, and they go so hard on that entrance that you're like, Ugh, I don't even want to deal with this person the rest of the night. Of course, of course. And, I, and sometimes they nail it. Sometimes it's okay. They do a jump. And it's usually someone who's athletic that played sports in sure. college and is really looking 
to refeel what they right. once felt. And again, we are satiated totally. by this podcast, by yeah. you guys responding and saying you had a fun time listening yeah. to us talk about Yao Ming's cock. <laughs> yeah, and we get paid to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Is, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like to, to do that pro bono seems like a little like the, the wedding becomes a release. Like where it used right. to be before stand up, you're like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to be really funny. Right. So I'm right. going to do something really funny. <laughs> right. Once you do that for a living, you're like, it's the last thing I want to do. I want to chill. On planet Earth. And and that's why you see so many like wedding videos where people like get hurt, right. you know, because like they're trying so hard right. to prove to you and they're not how training, fun they are. and they're not training no. every day for this. This is no. a one off. Yeah, you'll see people lit on fire because they just <laughs> dance into fire. That's a real thing. Did you ever watch that video? Ah, no. oh, dude, it's the best. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I gotta send you. It is a guy. It's so funny. It's like an old guy. He's in the south and he's just doing this like fun like kind of dance he dances right into an open flame he's on fire he like doesn't notice he like stamps out the fire with his coat people around him are horrified right. he's the same face on the whole time the same like weekend at bernie's just kind of like <laughs> kind of face dude it's amazing and he probably did it to himself because he probably said to one of the cousins wait till you see yeah. me on that dance yeah. floor well and he's like i gotta really go for it yeah now he's he, you could see this flank. guy, yes. This perfect combination of like, he wanted to be that and then he got so hammered that that like- <laughs> Never that, in that, that mindset came into how drunk he is oh, now. God. So he didn't realize his surroundings, but he still had the, I'm the most fun guy in the world mindset. Aye. It's like, remember that there was like an FBI agent or whatever, like this is going back like four or five okay. years ago. I think he got shot. He shot himself with his own gun okay. on the dance floor because he like did a flip and his gun went off. <laughs> he like shot himself, and you're like, "Yeah, man, you can't be an FBI agent and then also decide like to do it. You're, you're also going to see that I'm the most fun guy. I can do a flip, right? Put on the safety, right? Like put it aside. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's not your day. Some people need it. Yeah, some people, some people need, need it. it. Anthony, thank you for coming along. Of course, man. Always. The Everyone, best. go follow Anthony. Anthony DeVito underscore Amber Sand. And uh, com a comedian Anthony DeVito on Instagram. That's the at main comedian thing. Follow me. It's a normal thing. <laughs> uh, at comedian. What, I know. what was it? Your Twitter handle? You My Twitter Greg. handle forever has been Anthony DeVito underscore. That's what it was. It's a nightmare. <laughs> and I never thought, I just never thought, now we are like, you know, I just never thought any of these things would take off. That's why right. my email address is devofortivo at gmail.com. What do I care? I don't care, <laughs> man. I have nothing, I, I have nothing going on to not give away at my email comedian address. comedian Anthony DeVito. Yeah. Go follow. And email me the at other devo4tivo at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Thursday in the lounge. Keep sending your emails, jtrimpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.